0: Lights, camera, action.
1: Hello and welcome to another edition of Movie Madness in association with spitballing in Pod. I'm Luke Byron, joined as always by Tom Kennett and Sean Shoot. It's great to have the People's Champ, as we've seen Keenan Bonner back with us for the gangbang on this occasion. We'll context on that later. <laughs> the matchup we'll be tackling this week is the final matchup of the first round officially. We've got some more news on that to share later. But we've got 2007's Knocked Up, up against 2003's Old School. It's a banger of a week to close us out. How is everyone doing today?
2: Yeah, good. Thank you, mate. And you?
1: Yeah? Not bad, not bad.
3: All good, all good in the hood. Stunning.
1: So I guess I kind of hinted at it then. If we kind of say this now, rather than kind of saving it for the end, um, this was this is officially or unofficially the first, the final matchup of the first round. What we've done is, for a start, we're thinking of the audience here. People might not want to hear us go straight back into the films we've already crossed. So, we've given a little bit of a twinge to the format, and we're doing two wildcard weeks. We've each So, finished... I want to hear it for two extra weeks. Well, at least just not talking about <laughs> something else. I mean, last week was.
3: <laughs> the, Boston... the first films you spoke about were like 16 odd weeks ago. Sure, uh... are you going
1: to let me finish? <laughs> <laughs> if you let me carry you also... on.
3: You also said more on that later, and then immediately gone on to the
1: point <laughs> you're going to talk about later. Yeah, I said, and I'll get it out of the way. So. Last week, we did Austin Powers against Scary Movie. Two we felt needed to be in the bracket. I'll say, the numbers suggest they didn't need to be in the bracket. <laughs> people aren't feeling those that films hurts. as much as they felt some of the others. So, really basically, hits. we're giving the power back to the people. We've picked a film each. We've got the film... of. I picked up against the film that TK picked next week, week after we've got the film that Keelan picked up against the film that Sean picked that's not a random draw there, much like we did here we're seeding it with the revenue that was made, so hence why Bruce Almighty was our one seed because there was no other reason for that I've gone for the South Park movie TK has gone for Four Lions Sean has gone for 21 and over and Keenan has gone for Hot Tub Time Machine. So they're personal favourites of ours. They're not ones that we've gone for like we did with the bracket where some we felt need to be in there. The way this is going to go... Crikey, what's going on here? I someone fallen oh, over. I thought someone had fallen over. The way this is going to work, <laughs> we're going to do the two wildcard weeks. The two people that didn't pick the films are judging that week. So Sean and Keenan will be judging next week. The week after, myself and TK will be judging. The two films that go through will put to a public vote to say which is the winner of the wildcard bracket, and that one is going to go up against the consensus vote of the bracket, whether that's scary movie, whether it's something else, and it'll go to another public vote to determine whether it stays in the bracket or whether it's replaced with the wildcard option, and then we'll get into round two, and we'll cruise through from there. So there you go, that's that out of the way, just so people aren't Shaken when next I say next week we're going into the South Park movie against four lions and people think what the hell's going on here. So, there so we don't go. feel cheated, exactly. And then it gives us a bit more time to get some good things in place for the next round and the latter rounds after that. So we basically don't first... what the
0: NBA did. We're trying to get Zion into the playoffs. We've tried exactly. to, we're trying to force one in. Exactly.
1: Um, whether. People prefer each of the films we're doing there. I'm not too sure, but we'll see, won't we? We'll see. This is a big week. I think it's kind of been pitted eventually as one that I was selecting up against what Keenan was uh, selecting with Old School when we've mentioned this right through from the first week of the brackets. So 2007's Old School, uh, sorry, 2007's Knocked Up is the place we're going to start. The synopsis. For fun-loving party animal Ben Stone, the last thing he ever expected was for his one-night stand to show up on his doorstep eight weeks later to tell him she's pregnant with his child. Now, we've said a lot about the synopsis before. I do take issue with this one. There's quite a lot to unpack. First of all, selling Seth Rogen's character as a party animal is making him sound a lot cooler than he really is. Which goes (laughs) against what is happening there in the bracket. Also, I can't help but feel there are more unexpected things that could have happened than having unprotected sex and then the person being pregnant. There seems to be
0: it's more <laughs> unexpected
1: that he pulled Catherine Heigl than Co- he's that the kid. Yeah, that's
0: that significant. <laughs> so
1: there we go. It's the it way that's not decided.
0: It could be a soap opera. Yeah, this it is kind it of addressed worse.
2: In the critics' reviews, so it makes it worse that he's pulled her when she's having a good day. I know it sounds terrible <laughs> to say, but if she's having a nightmare of a day at work and then she's going out and just and knocking knocking a few drinks back, maybe. She's down in the dunce already, you might be able to swoop in. But she's, she's a robot. Yeah, he... yeah, exactly, TK. She's just had a great day. She's finally getting on air. Next thing you know, she wakes up to that. <laughs> You've got to think, though, he actually gave her every chance to get out of the situation.
1: She was just as keen <laughs> to stay with him more than the other way around.
4: He believed yeah. in that shot. Well that movie that movie these...
1: magic
2: for you
4: <laughs>
3: <laughs> when you see some of these like relationships in in films and stuff, you can also you can almost kind of convince yourself that actually you could probably see it like when they build relationships but with this one, you' just like
1: sure I'll take point, this from most people, you claimed you could pull Sloan from entourage
3: <laughs> well, you've just ruined my point there, haven't you, no. <laughs>
1: <laughs> what why is it really? Cut
3: me off your through. <laughs>
1: because you were talking nonsense.
3: No, wasn't my point was gonna be because like, like she on. even says at one point in the film like I actually really like you and at that point he'd done nothing to suggest that he's someone you should like. Look, let me get I the want
1: <laughs> Some of this is some of this is tackled here, so Look, we we've got a mixed week here for the pair of them for the critics' reviews, so there we go. Knocked Up works thanks in large part to a strong cast and Apatow's ability to stretch a seemingly razor-thin premise into a well-developed, okay, maybe too-developed, final product. Knocked Up must be the funniest Hollywood romantic comedy since Apatow's 40-year-old virgin. Granted, there are higher, com- higher compliments, but the movie undeniably offers audiences many abdomen-impairing moments they'll talk about and talk and talk about. What makes Knocked Up stand out is not just the fact that the jokes are side-splittingly funny, but that nearly everything that happens to the couple rings so true. What sells it is a fantastic support cast featuring Paul Rudd, Jason Segel, Kristen Wiig, Jonah Hill and Leslie Mann, so we shouldn't have the same issues we had last week with a uh, best side character at least. Although I love this movie, I'm getting tired of the King of Queens world where attractive, capable women fall in love and end up mothering Slubby childish men.
4: <laughs> Come on, There's it's tried and here. tested. What's the problem?
2: This film here. For is two, remar- for two of us on the podcast, by the way, that is the drink.
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, I might, I might argue for the entire podcast. To be <laughs> I, I was being, I
2: was being nice. I was taking it. I was taking
0: the word "slubby" and running with it. No
2: hey. offense, Bob, but I think we can both no, agree. it's all right. We're on the level where you can say it to me. Hopefully. By season
1: three, you feel like you can drag Keenan and TK, uh, Sean and TK into those jokes as well.
0: No, it's <laughs> I think he was su- suggesting we'll have to pile on a few as well. Yeah, I've never heard the word slobbe used before, but slubby. I still knew what it meant. I still knew yeah. what it meant.
4: Um,
1: this film is every man's wet dream. What woman wouldn't want to have a one night stand with a drunken, fat, vulgar, irresponsible, dirty-looking slob? <laughs> That's toxic, that is. That's toxic. What makes most of Knocked Up work is its ability to squeeze big laughs out of real-world situations. Knocked Up proves that hit comedy doesn't have to dumb down for its demographic. The jokes, which are in the absolute poorest taste, remain hilarious, while a newer, deeper humanism sensed in the momentary flashes in the earlier film are now fully on display. It's a movie with heart and with balls, and it knows when to use each of them. Yeah. couple more. It's the funniest, smartest, goofiest, dirtiest, coolest and longest comedy so far this year. Like many films of late, Knocked Up is a little too long, but it's worth it in the end. Stone is so pathetic, we the extra time for Apatow to convince us that Alison shouldn't have an abortion. <laughs> <laughs> That's very good.
4: <laughs>
2: It's a
1: very funny 90-minute movie trapped in a 129-minute movie that has many, many dead spots and unfunny patches. That's the final one.
0: Get that put on Judd Apatow's headstone.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's a definite theme now. I feel like at this point now, maybe he does have a good like 90 minutes and he's like, we
0: must have a few outtakes we can chuck in here.
4: <laughs>
0: they get to the end of it, like, no, Judd, this is perfect. He's like, I think it's half an hour short. I think we've got a bit more.
1: It is kind of like his calling card, though, isn't it? So people are expecting it when they go into a Joe Tower film. So maybe he feels under pressure that he has to then deliver that. It
0: has to deliver something that's annoying to people. <laughs> well, I quite
1: I quite like um, the length of knocked up. I have I have no issue with it. But we'll we'll get to
2: that. Don't worry. <laughs>
4: got,
1: if we go through the trivia, and then there's probably some wider discussions for us to get into, and during the trivia, I'm sure so. This movie was originally going to be a follow-up to the fourth-year-old Virgin, having Seth Rogen and company reprise their roles as the smart tech team. Ken Jeong is actually a qualified doctor in real life.
4: I knew
0: that one.
1: Uh, the kids who played Debbie and Pete's children are the
2: real-life children of Leslie Mann and her husband, director John Acutto.
1: Never knew they were a, they were
2: a couple. Yeah. I actually found out when they oh. released the loose or the, the sequel about Paul Rudd and Leslie Mann. That was when I found out it was it was their kids as well.
1: I knew it was his kids, but I just didn't know she was yeah. the mother.
2: <laughs> this film, basically, Judd Apatow is, is essentially Rogan and Leslie Mann is essentially <laughs> Catherine Heidel. Uh This
1: is Seth Rogen's first leading role. Judd Apatow originally planned to use real footage of a woman giving birth for the delivery scene. He had to change it because child labour laws required the infant to have a work permit. Jeez. He's... Okay. That's what, that's what American laws for here.
0: Work permit issues that they get the best of us. Yeah. We've all seen it on Football Manager once. <laughs> one time.
2: What
1: they've got to Even do, do is they've got to loan those Brexit kids out coming. for a bit. Yep. According to the DVD commentary, Jay Barishel is terrified of roller coasters. So in the opening scene when the crew ride a roller coaster, he told Judd Apatow he would be the naked guy in the earthquake scene if he didn't have to ride the roller coaster. Joel Apatow broke the deal by making him ride it, so the part of the naked guy then went to Jason Segal. Wow, dick, dick move.
0: <laughs> that is nasty. Uh,
1: knocked up actually doesn't mean anything in most languages, so the film's Russian title is a little bit pregnant. In Brazil, it's <laughs> slightly pregnant. In Italy, it's very pregnant, and in Portugal, it's bloody bad luck.
4: <laughs>
1: <laughs> We've got our first uh, two casting what uh, Mila Kunis auditioned for the role of Alison. She didn't get the role, but Judd Apatow remembered her and cast her in Forgetting Sarah Marshall, which she also produced. Stunning. Jennifer Love Hewitt also auditioned for the role.
0: Rogan must have been looking at this thinking,
1: I'm having a great time summer. <laughs> um Kristen Wiggs part was there, sorry.
3: So would you rather get Jennifer Love here at Knocked Up or Layton here at Knocked Up?
4: I'll go straight on to the next question.
0: Fuck off What? <laughs> oh my god.
4: <laughs>
1: Kristen Wiggs part was originally written for a man, but John thought it would be funnier to turn the part into a woman who hates other women
4: they would like to put you on camera. Really? <laughs> I know, I was so surprised too. Oh my God, this is the best news ever. Thank you so much, this is great. Congratulations. Thank you. I'll take that smile as a yes, I'll do it. Absolutely, <laughs> I'm so excited,
2: oh it's my a lot God. It's work. Can't wait to see what happens. <laughs> it's gonna be tough, tough job. About the work. Most immediately, there's going to be some things that you're going to be able to get that other people in the office don't get. One of them, gym membership.
4: You want me to lose weight?
2: (laughs) I don't want you to lose weight.
4: No, uh, we can't legally ask you to do that.
2: We didn't say lose weight. I might say tighten.
4: Tight. A little
1: tighter. Just like toned and smaller.
2: Don't make everything smaller. I don't want to generalize that way. Tighter.
1: We don't want you to lose weight, we just want you to be healthy, Okay. you know, by by eating less.
4: We would just like it if you go home and step on a scale and write down how much you weigh and subtract it by like That's
0: 20. a good choice. I think it worked. <laughs> uh,
1: the word fuck and its derivatives are said a total of 120 times throughout the movie. So just under once a minute. Jeez. Bill Hader was originally meant to play one of Ben's group of friends, but the part was recast because they said he looked too old.
4: Harsh.
1: (laughs) Um, This film was actually said to be the death of Catherine Heigl's career. She said in several interviews in 2008-2009 that she considered the movie to be sexist because it depicts women as shrewd and men as lovable, and she commented that she found the movie hard to love as a result. Seth Rogen and Judd Apatow said they remembered working well with her and pointed out that she went on to do the ugly truth, which didn't make women look any better. In 2016, she then apologised to Seth and Judd, saying that her earlier statements reflected the criticism from other women, so she essentially went along with it, calling her own comments immature. Rogen said that despite being
2: displeased, he'd never had any hard feelings towards her. I've said this on the pod before. It's one of my pet hates with Hollywood. When You do something, take the money, get paid for it, and then for whatever reason, you criticize it afterwards.
0: Well, I read, and she's um, then gone back on the criticism, she's gone, uh, she's u turned on a u turn.
2: Yeah, I know.
0: I was stick to yeah, I read
1: it. some interviews before where they said that, like, if anything, she was like hamming it up on the set, so some things were maybe going to be more toned down,
2: and she was all in, so mm. yeah, I. Just it does it does annoy me. Just you take it. You I'm not saying there are obviously. Essentially, she's you, got some backlash in for Yeah, I've got uh, two choices here. Yeah, and my my honest answer is you've done it. Accept it. Move on. There's no point in apologising. Keep keep bringing it back up. I mean, look at that. She's brought it back up in 2016. <laughs> well, <laughs> so this is
1: a the thing. Up. Apparently, nobody wanted to work with her after this because they felt going for a comedy route, then she wasn't going to like it and.
4: She's going to be a bitch about
1: it. About it. Yeah. Then... So the
0: film didn't kill her a career. Her being a bitch killed her career. Yeah,
1: that's what I mean. So her kind of reaction to the film is, is what did it. Um...
0: And that's just women for you, isn't it? Jesus.
2: Come on now, Sean.
0: <laughs> <laughs> We're not a sexist pod, I swear. Um, Katherine Heigl had to
1: perform her sex scene with Seth Rogen two days after getting engaged.
2: Is that important?
1: Jeez. Well... <laughs> hey, she's been having some of the happiest times of her life. She says, "What are you doing today?" So I'm rolling around with Seth
2: Rogen. <laughs> there is zero chance that her, her fiance is threatened by Seth Rogen. <laughs> I don't know who it is, but in real life, it ain't Seth Rogen, is it? It's. It will be whoever it will be. I reckon Seth Rogen could charm you. I like right. Seth Rogen. But. he ain't trying to ride him into battle. No, exactly. <laughs> Josh Kelly is her husband. Not the uh, boxer. <laughs> <laughs> that would be quite a. I don't know who that is. Is he famous? He's kind of like I'm trying to think of a way to describe him. I was
1: gonna say like a rougher looking Paul Rudd with shinier eyes, but he doesn't really look much like Paul Rudd. He's just got black hair.
2: Yeah, he's he's, he's okay. He's fine. Like in if you were given if you were given ratings out there's some photos of him looking pretty rough and he's still beating Seth Rogen up.
1: <laughs> well, this was Seth Rogen, because of this film, had beef with Entourage, didn't he? Because of what they they had the same critique. You brought it up earlier, Keenan, with Turtle saying he doesn't believe the film because why would Catherine Heigl be with someone as fat and ugly as Seth Rogen? <laughs> and then it, it came back to, like, years before... Um, Seth Rogen had fallen out with one of the script writers on Entourage, and so
4: that oh, was they...
1: their kind of way that they wrote it into the script because they thought it'd be <laughs> funny.
2: Yeah, him falling out, like him falling out about it, him getting upset about it, it's a bit odd. I mean, half of the premise of this film is, oh, look at the state of me. Oh, look yeah. At
4: yeah, yeah, I mean,
2: yeah. Come on, exactly. like they they're selling the film on that basis. So if when someone picks up and makes a comment on it, or in Entourage's case, a critique, what else? Should, what else you expect them?
1: It's probably one of them where he feels like he can say it, but someone else he doesn't
2: like can't say it. Well, what can you do? You put it out in a public forum. I was going
0: to say, I think once it's in a very public domain, you're getting eaten alive, I'm afraid. When you're trying to make money
2: out of that exact premise, grow up.
1: I mean, it's kind of like, though, so you've uh, made reference to me being schlubby and brought yourself down (laughs) in there as well.
2: I was just going to say.
1: If our SoundCloud comments were peppered this week with, I can't believe how
2: fat Luke and Keenan are. (laughs) We probably wouldn't take it so well. (laughs) I mean, I have suffered it for twenty-one of my twenty-five years on this planet. There
1: are at least people
2: you know. If if I go into SoundCloud comments this week and someone
1: says, "I could tell by his voice, Luke was schlubby." (laughs)
4: Those
1: four
3: four years, though, those four, those four years, you were ripped. Remember that?
2: No, they. (laughs) They were just the years before I discovered, before I started making choices of what I would eat. <laughs> Basically, I was a late bloomer. I was just about, just about off the tit and then off baby food and then the weight <laughs> started piling on. <laughs> well, the final bit of trivia is that someone
1: keeps rustling here, and I don't think it's Sean. The bouncer scene, um, where well, she's calling him a doorman, um, <laughs> a lot of the extras are actually laughing in the background, which they didn't pick
2: up until the release. So, if you watch it back, you can see that. The girl right at the front, who's closest to Craig Robinson, looks like she's having a whale of a time. <laughs> just <laughs> laughing at the whole thing. And I I don't blame her. It doesn't matter if I was stood outside a club or whatever I was supposed to be doing If I heard someone give that speech, I would laugh. <laughs>
4: well,
2: if we go into gonna, the...
3: Well, I was just going to say before, like, the, the actual scene of you know when they conceive the baby. I don't think that can probably not be made now.
0: I wish right. it hadn't been made then, Christ alive.
3: I know. It's like look when I was watching it when it was happening. Because obviously, I hey, after
1: you after see
0: them, Catherine Highland Jugs. What? Yeah. Or Mister Skin. I think I think there's more pressing things that you see as well, though.
4: Things yeah.
0: Sticking your head a little bit more. Yeah.
4: Yeah.
0: What do you mean?
1: Did you watch the film? <laughs> Is it the film where the baby's conceived? Oh, yeah, you see the
2: th- you see oh, the, thing okay. coming out of a the condom on the floor. <laughs> yeah, that's not the conception, that's not the though. conception. For I, the I was thought you two you two are 26. <laughs> I thought he was talking, talking about I thought he was talking about the birth scene, cause I
1: thought no, you said you could show that. No, that's what spun me out. Oh right, no, because <laughs> no, that was it. like some out of alien.
0: Yeah, because I thought he said you couldn't do the birth scene now. I was thinking, oh, I fucking wish they had. No, he said the conception scene. Oh, just... right. right. Yeah, I, I didn't record. need a biology lesson on it. I got that. Oh, I didn't say conception. <laughs> you did? Yes. Because did. did it as well.
3: I said conceived.
2: Yeah, conceived being a contraction yeah. or a
0: derivative of con- of conception. <laughs> yeah, yeah,
3: yeah. Okay, but
0: you know so what I'm. Sean's mentioning. getting an English lesson, I'm getting a biology lesson. <laughs> <laughs> Having sex and... is not the same as giving birth.
2: Although, if, you, if you're if Catherine will having sex with Seth Rogen, I'm pretty sure it'd be the same amount. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know it does, one of my quotes,
1: but in the morning when he asked if that's was happened, and he just nods to himself and says, nice. nice." <laughs> He'd be raging, he hasn't remembered that.
2: Yeah, fair.
1: He didn't know what was to come and he's pardon the pun, and he's peeped.
0: His explanation of like, uh, well, you just said get on with it. It's like, <laughs> like you just thought, I'll just throw it then. <laughs> Fuck it.
4: <I>
0: <laughs> well, onto the
1: onto the categories. So, rewatchability being the first one that we always get into. I've actually rewatched this more than most films in the bracket, so I'm not the one to talk to you about this.
2: Do you want me to talk to you about it? Go no, on.
1: It, it doesn't feel like a two hours ten minute film to me.
2: No, it feels exponentially about free, longer <laughs> no i'm not having that no let me explain myself just because you like the film and when you come <laughs> to make your own detractions about old school i'll allow you to finish you you're confused here i really like
1: old school as well i don't well, dislike old school
2: well then you may not make that many detractions however <laughs> i will at this point at this juncture oh my god you can cut so much of this away. <laughs> it is unbelievable. If this is 80 minutes and you bin off the 40 minutes. I don't know what you can cut. Ah, uh, we, We'll get there. The trip five, to Vegas, maybe. Bin that. The five minutes. The, the fallout, because if, without the fallout, you don't then need the trip to Vegas. Most of the fallout between Paul Rudd and uh, Leslie Mann, you can bin. Uh, the rec- their reconciliation and their little bit in the waiting room. I don't need to see it. I don't really care. <laughs> I actually really like Leslie Mann in this film. I think she's fantastic. I think as I do actually understand completely when you take her into account why Catherine Highwood would have made the statement that it makes women seem shrew because that
1: is
0: exactly <laughs> what her character is. She really what I is. Say, I do you
1: completely understand the it. Leslie
0: Mann Hall of Fame. <laughs> <laughs> What I don't think it? any of us completely understand the Leslie Man Hall of Fame. I don't think <laughs> I it, I, honestly. Over the 16 <laughs> weeks, I think we've demonstrated that. <laughs> I was
3: watching this film thinking she's too fit to be in the Leslie Man Hall of Fame.
0: Yeah, and
2: I said that at the start. I said that before we named it the Leslie Ant-Man all of Fame. And I was told I was wrong.
1: So, anyway. I said you I said probably this and to... it wouldn't let Jessica from American Pie be in there.
2: <laughs> yeah, because you set the standard too, high. <laughs> we didn't, we didn't understand why you assured Sean did. You set the standard with Leslie Mann Too i If you would have named it after the- Jessica, I understand where you're coming from. When you're putting her as your bar, disgraceful. The I thing know, is, I don't know whether... The
1: Hall of Fame doesn't have the I'm... same ring to it. Also,
0: I don't know whether it's like something we like, have eaten or drunk before the poddy but the standards seem to fluctuate between us each week. Yeah. What we decide is good and bad just seems to just go up and down. <laughs> we said uh, the
2: premise is it feels right. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, just anyway, back to rewatchability. <laughs> this film ain't got it. Yeah, it I was, strongly disagree. That's fine. I thought, it, if there are moments in it that are funny, like the birth scene, when I will come on to scenes, there are certain bits and I think, yeah, fair play, they are very good, but I think it's it's quite slow for the first while. Um, the
1: thing that baffles me is, I feel like all the humour in it are things that you would laugh at. I know. So I don't know if it, it, it seems just a free, I don't know if the competitive edge where you think I hated old school <laughs> has pushed you to thinking like, you're hate going it. to
0: war here, like you've <laughs> got to go all in. He's done
3: oh, a, he's done an MJ where he's invented
2: something.
0: Is it, I I took it personally when he said <laughs> knocked up. It be, it did
2: become like personal for me because Byron kept making references that he was that we were gonna go, we were gonna go we were gonna go head to head and
4: yeah, yeah, he I, 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 it.
2: I don't like to lose. I will say, but no, <laughs> I I do think, but I've made the same critique of mm, no, actually I can't say all Judd Apatow films because Anchorman, I think <laughs> the only film but, you've gone in on is Shaun of the Dead. And
1: that, that weirdly came halfway through the podcast. Why would You're you bring okay
0: that up? Why would you <laughs> bring that up no. You're trying to aggravate I
1: just I've got <laughs> the, the pod- bracket in front of me, and I don't know if... if I'll ask you, unless you tell me now, that you this is what felt like the longest film in the bracket to you.
2: No, Bruce will
1: So I, I've I, got some others, which it. maybe TK and Sean can answer. Unless you're both gonna say this did feel like the longest film in the bracket to you, uh,
3: remind, me I, of, remind me of some of the other films. So, and I, you know, the longer
0: one.
1: I think it is usual Sean, making make some kind of sex drive definitely felt out. longer
0: for sure. <laughs>
4: well, <laughs> well, yeah. Is, yeah.
1: Um, okay, so the ones
2: for me that felt longer, Bore Out felt longer.
1: Tropic yeah. Thunder.
2: Tropic Thunder did. I yeah. uh, no. Yeah, Tropic Thunder felt about the same, but yeah, it did feel long. The four-year-old old virgin. Longer. No, I didn't I love that film. Bridesmaids. Yeah, fair.
3: But I watched um, this one in I watched this one in stints, so that's probably why. <laughs> don't...
1: don't say that on the podcast, it's gonna ruin <laughs> our credibility. <laughs>
3: I had to Because you so said long. that with
1: old school, which is an hour and twenty minutes long. <laughs> <laughs>
3: um but yeah, like on on the note though, I I don't think I'd have watched like I watched this film because it's on the podcast, but I don't, Outside of this, I don't think I would have rewatched it in a while. Even if I saw it on TV, I don't think I'd have watched it.
2: Yeah. This, is hurt, this is hurting me. No, I agree with Sean. Actually, no, we'll we'll move on because I mean, I could we could do a podcast on this, and
0: it would be me. How did to how now, did you feel, TK? Did, did you like the film? Yeah, to be honest, I thought this was um, a classic. Gen uh, Avatar in terms of really like the film. It did feel like it dragged in that middle bit. I was thinking this is dragging a little bit, but I did enjoy it. So I wouldn't, I wouldn't rush to rewatch it, but I probably wouldn't be as uh, quite as scathing as. Cian yeah. was. But I would you know, say it sounds like. Uh, not a no, private,
2: so.
1: no comedy needs to be two hours nine minutes long. I, I
2: would I'll quite comfortably say that. It's not just yeah. that because some of the longer films we've had. I don't mind because it's constant. What and, I yeah, you don't notice what, it. What, the, the, it's like what it's I was going to say
1: with that is, I feel like to get the payoff at the end, which if, if you were invested in, then you have it, so they kind of push apart and then they come back together at the end for the birth, obviously. It, I think you need that stint in the middle to really get the payoff at the end. If you cut half an hour out of the film, then it's kind of going to be like horror film pacing where... You go straight in, something bad happens, and you you have no real time to care for the characters because it's just straight in, straight out, and you've got just this classic curve of something bad happens and then straight back down and it's sorted again.
2: So I do think you need the extra time to get the payoff at the end. You have have a classic three-part story, is what you were saying without it.
1: Yeah, that's what I think you need, and I think that's what Jed Apatow
2: tries to do. Is his no, no thing what is you're he tries is you, to you go up, down, and then up again. You have essentially a three part story that has been told thousands of times. I, th- I do. And I
1: think it's it's the same thing that's told thousands of times. Yeah, but I think you need it to have any kind of feeling
2: towards it. Otherwise, it is just a standard. For the record, I don't actually hate the film. I there are moments in it that I quite enjoyed earlier, and I thought oh, it's quite funny. I do just think some of the pacing. This is just solely in terms of rewatchability. By the way, this isn't my
4: preference. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This yeah. is just
2: for rewatchability. I think it is quite long. There are bits that are quite bloated and quite slow, uh, and I think it makes it. It's not so. I, I, it's so, I wouldn't jump to watch it again.
1: How long do
3: you? Sorry, I say I didn't really. because Similar to skin, I, I think I I like the film. And I feel like it's a feel good film, as you kind of touched on now, like the up down element. But I didn't laugh that much. That might just be me personally, but I didn't, I didn't find it like laugh at loud funny. It was just have kind of a feel good film, and then you're rooting for them at the end when they get together. I didn't laugh too much through the film, and I probably didn't, I didn't laugh that much through Old School either compared to <laughs> other
1: films. Sure. Come on really now. <laughs> what I would say is this is 40, so the follow on to this, yeah, that really does feel like every minute of, because that is quite depressing for the most part. That was that was, that, funny that was a money, that was a
2: money grab, though, right? It's weird, that, because
1: is it a money grab? I mean, I, I would say we'll avoid this conversation now if I thought this was going to go through to the next round, but I haven't been filled with much hope at the start of this podcast. <laughs> so if you're going to go for the money grabber, I feel like you bring back Seth Rogan at least in a cameo role, but they keep them straight out of that. So I don't think it was as much of a money grabber as...
2: Not Genuinely the,
1: thinking that they could the stu-
4: develop the story.
2: Stu- not for a studio, though. But Seth, uh, Judd Apatow produces it. his two kids are in it, and his wife is takes the lead or the second lead, whatever you wish to, whatever you wish to call it. So, I mean, on a personal note, I can't imagine I can't imagine Judd Apatow producing, writing, etc. is cheap. I don't think the script would be cheap to buy. I don't think the film would be cheap. I imagine Leslie Mann as an actress because she is very, very good can demand a fair a, a fair weight, a fair price
1: i'd say that the sequel is they're trying to do something different whereas so this this film you have i think you had three films this year in the top 10 that were about an unwanted pregnancy juno being the number one and <laughs> this tries to go a different way about it where it they really spend no time on the baby being a chore in straight away. It's like, we're keeping the baby. We're happy to have the baby. And it's just everything around that. The follow on is they try and play up to the struggling couple. And rather than it be the classic breakup, come back together, the large part of the film is them sticking together while knowing that things probably are over and trying to make it work. So I think they have just found a concept in the second one that like the first, they're trying to put their own spin on. It just doesn't quite have the same payoff. Fair enough. You do get a good Megan Fox cameo in that one, though, if you've not seen the film. You do. Um, I was going to say, so Leslie Mann's character that we've referenced there. How long do you think you could put up with that nagging in your ear constantly? What, looking like Leslie Mann? That's, I didn't know whether to keep the question, of would it be in her or... I think that is important. Have it as a generic... I think if, she was a pig, if she was a pig,
0: he's not putting up with it.
1: No, I all. was going to say so. Yeah, yeah. If if you say uh,
0: a, a, a
1: classic six,
0: <laughs> I, I've got a pretty low tolerance of that. Even if this, uh, even if she was better looking, so I, that's I'd, I'd probably my
1: thinking. But I'd probably watching the film, I was weirdly charmed. Hey, look, some people like, like a little that. bit of nagging.
3: Yeah, you like a bit of nagging. Like yeah, you like my feet. A
1: lot of it keep you in, in line. Unreasonable isn't that unreasonable the things she is complaining about no him the... go
0: missing in the middle of the night it is a fair complaint yeah
2: <laughs> I'm worried that you're cheating on me in reality you're out with your mates playing a fantasy <laughs> fucking baseball draft that's a fair complaint I'm and convinced. when
1: she's complaining about the nonsense in the neighbourhood and he's like what do you want me to do about it I won't, we, won't, we won't knock on their door for Halloween
2: well, yeah I'm not going to go and ask him to babysit yeah he's like <laughs> It's a very reasonable complaint when you look at uh, that. Like, also, when he makes a joke, it looks like our neighbour has chicken pox. Like, to panic be panicked about. well.
4: <laughs> J-
2: Jason
1: Segel saying that he can come round because he's had it six times before and he's immune now. <laughs> he's. We've spoke about several characters. He is as funny for the way he presents a line as much as anything. Like in the waiting room where he winks at That's man. All he says is,
4: you all right, buddy? One second.
0: What do you look like?
3: I shouldn't have gone in there. Don't go in there. Promise me you don't go in
4: there. Me go in there? That's the last fucking place I want to go. Like, I'm going to go in there. Try getting a boner now. What's up, Deb? Hey. Hi,
1: hmm. oh, Debbie. That's all I sort of like. That, and he gives her a wink. Yeah, um, yeah. He doesn't need to say anything else. And <laughs> when he says... uh by the sounds of it, um, I believe she might be crowning. Is is that right? And just a little thing. <laughs> he says yeah, well, you're reacting yeah. really well. You're reacting really well to the pregnancy. Your body's reacting really well to the pregnancy. Just the little things like that, where he is an absolute creep, but he doesn't look like how you would cast a creep. Normally, in the Hollywood film, you no. would go for a Martin Starr's role, probably with the beard.
2: Yeah.
1: Yeah, definitely. So,
0: I, well does he say? In that seen the milk's going straight to her tits. He's, yeah, he yeah.
1: says um, he's, he says something along the lines of uh, it's, it's unusual it looks like uh, you really have developed the milk quite quickly
0: <laughs> <laughs> like if Martin Starr kind of says that it becomes a whole other thing that becomes very yeah. very young uh, creepy if we go on to the quotes
1: um, we, we reference the Leslie Man doorman scene
4: I have just as much of a right to be here as any of these little skanky
2: girls. What am I not skanky enough for you? You want me to hike up my fucking skirt? What the fuck is your problem?
4: I'm not going anywhere. You're just some roided out freak with a fucking clipboard. And you're stupid little fucking rope! You know what? You may have power now, but you're not God. You're a doorman, okay? You're a doorman, doorman,
2: doorman, doorman, doorman! So Fuck you, you fucking fag with your fucking little faggy gloves!
1: I know. You're right. I'm so sorry. I fucking hate this job. I don't want to be the one to pass judgment, decide who gets in. Shit makes me sick in my stomach. I get the runs from the stress.
4: It's not because you're
1: not hot. I would love to tap that ass. I would tear that ass up. I can't let you in because you're old as fuck. For this club, not, you know, for the earth. What? You old, she pregnant. Can't a bunch of old pregnant bitches running around. That's crazy. I'm only allowed to let in 5% black people. He said that, 5%. That mean if it's 25 people here, I get to let in one and a quarter black people. So I got to hope it's a black midget in the crowd. You say you're a doorman, 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 which I in my head quite a lot, but him saying... Can't have a bunch of old pregnant bitches running around. That's crazy. <laughs> I've only allowed to let in 5% black people. He said it means there's 25 people in here. I've got to let one and a quarter black people out.
0: I've got to <laughs> hope there's a black midget in the crowd. <laughs> I think that might take the best quote. You know, that is sensational.
2: Even is. the bit before the season where he says, it's not, that, it's not that you're not hot. You're old as fuck. I mean, for,
4: <laughs> not, not
2: for this club, not for the planet. <laughs> I, I'd, lo- I'd love to hit that, I'd tear that ass up. Uh, is he Rex
1: Ryan here or is it just a good little side roll?
3: No, that's a side role, isn't it? I think
1: he fits the criteria for Rex Ryan. Says, I was going to say that is his only seen
4: scene, him, so, it?
1: Yeah. Yeah. This, but Sean also like... seems to have a different stance on. He wants, he wants a whole the Hall of Fame of Bob Barker and Rex Ryan. No, yeah,
4: because
3: my point is like. It, yeah, his down point's down. valid example because he isn't he just because that's just the level of career he's in, and he's friends with him, and, and he's in a small part in the show. Like the same with
1: he's already with, done TV and stand up at this point, is he not?
3: Like the same yeah. with Kristen Wiig. I was gonna say, is she is is she
1: uh
3: like for example, Snoop Dogg in old school definitely in. Yeah, got some good yeah. Trivia
0: on that, I think he's essentially, he's got to be sort of externally famous. He's got the same side of this film.
3: That's what thinking. Like, uh, hence, which Rex Ryan is. And Bob is. And Sneak Doggert.
0: Laz Armstrong, etc, etc. Lance
3: Armstrong.
0: Yeah. I don't like it, but I let like it slide.
3: Uh, one of my favourite ones is um, You Never Get Opening Credit Bush. <laughs> <laughs> and they're
0: talking about that, obviously, the business idea. When he's phoning his dad asking for advice, he's like, I've been divorced three times. Why did you listen to me? <laughs> <laughs> so good.
1: Pete said marriage is like a tense unfunny version of Everybody Loves Raymond it doesn't last 22 minutes it lasts forever <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure how I feel when Everybody Loves Raymond
3: a good, a good morning show like that is morning channel
0: 4 about 8 to 8, half 8 yeah it used to be I said, I've seen it on and I don't think I've ever actually watched it like you said it's on in the morning I've seen it there on my screen and yet I've not taken anything in no, he
1: used,
2: he used to have special. He used to have it on in the morning as I was getting ready for school.
3: Yeah, so he has, na- he has nailed the description there. Like
1: that is <laughs> everybody loves right.
4: <laughs>
2: ben asking, uh,
1: "Do you want to do a doggy style?" She says, "You're not going to fuck me like a dog." It's doggy star It's
2: just, it's just the style. We don't have to go outside or
4: anything.
2: I <laughs> uh, also like to. Uh, if we get late tonight, it's because of Eric Banner in Munich. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know, they actually had a whole longer outtake of that, which uh, Jill Apatow sent
1: to Steven Spielberg, who said that he loved the film.
4: Ah. Mm.
2: Fair enough. Uh, you look like it...
3: Babe Ruth's gay brother.
4: Gay Ruth. <laughs> <laughs> I
2: heard this highlighted. Um, I also like when, when they're on mushrooms and he brings the chair into the room, he's like, it's too many chairs, get rid of them. And he <laughs> just says, the tall chair is gawk- gawking at me and the short one is being very droll.
4: <laughs>
2: I did like him saying this is someone's entire job is just to pick out chairs. Yeah. Uh, why don't Why don't you go fuck your fucking bong? I will. I'll do it doggy style too for once.
4: <laughs>
2: <laughs> when Jay comes out of the toilet he
1: says my balls are shaved, my pubes are trimmed, I'm ready to fucking rock this shit. And Joe <laughs> if I go in there and see Pew Sprinkled on the toilet seat I'm going to lose my mind last
2: point to the bathroom I took a shit in my shit and like a stuffed animal <laughs> <laughs> I like I actually like the end of that as well where Jay Barashan says you're embarrassing for, embarrassing me <laughs> in front of the company Jonah Hill shouts and goes you embarrass yourself
4: <laughs>
1: <laughs> Jonah Hill's got some good ones I, I'm cracking up when he says um,
2: it, it rhymes with shmoshman sh- sh- <laughs> yeah I, I did like that <laughs> um, your face looks like Robin Williams' knuckles. <laughs> uh, the kid's description of uh, how a baby's made
1: with... Uh...
4: Where do babies come from? Where do you think they come from? Well, I think a stork, he um he drops it down, and, and then a hole goes in your body, and there's blood everywhere coming out of your head, and then you push your belly button, and then
0: your butt falls off, and then you hold your butt, and you have to dig... You'll
2: find a little baby. <laughs> That's exactly right.
1: The stalk drops down. Hole in your body. There's blood everywhere coming out of your head. Um, Kristen Weeks saying we'd just like if you go home and step on the scale, write down how much you weigh, subtracted
0: by like twenty.
4: <laughs> Every comment she makes, yeah. really. She's, she's a great character.
2: Very good.
0: I thought she was like a... Not quite as on the same level, but like a female version of Seth Green in Sex Drive, where yeah, it's just a smile remark. So good. Yeah. The Seth Green, Hall of Fame.
4: <laughs> just
2: because it's a, an actual valid point in life is I wish I liked anything as much as my, kid, my kids like bubbles.
4: <laughs> <laughs>
0: that is true. Yeah. When They've she got... tells him she's pregnant, I'm pregnant with emotion. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I actually think <laughs> it's, it's a very... Piece.
4: I'm pregnant. Fuck off. What? What? I'm pregnant?
0: With emotion?
4: With a baby. You're the father. I'm the father? Yes. How the fuck did this happen? I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I thought you were wearing a condom. No.
0: What? I wasn't. Why not? Because you told me not to. What are you talking about? What am I talking about? You told me not
4: to. I did not tell you not to wear a condom.
0: Here's what happened, okay? I will give you a play-by-play of my memory. I almost had the condom on my dick. It was on the cusp. And then you said, just do it already.
4: I didn't mean do it without a condom. I meant do it, like hurry up, like get fucking going. Well, I
0: assumed you're wearing a patch or like a dental dam or one of those fucking butterfly clips or something like that. It's like saran wrap. It's disgusting, okay? But I thought you had one. Why the oh, fuck didn't God. you stop me once we started? I
4: don't know. I couldn't tell that you didn't have one on. You... Obviously, oh, no. I was drunk. Was your vagina drunk? Do you think it's the thinnest condom on earth I have on? I'm a fucking inventor. I mean, a dick skin condom. He hollowed out a penis and put it on. What the fuck?
0: <laughs> so I bet you're not pregnant. So why would that be your reaction? So I bet you're not. <laughs>
2: like, after his little outburst, he goes, look, maybe I've reacted unfavorably. <laughs> The, all of the gynecologists, so the one saying,
1: "Wow, you really do look like your sister."
4: <laughs> <laughs> the, other,
1: the other one who says, "That's not your vagina, that's your <laughs> asshole."
4: That happens at
1: least five times a day. Ooh. Wow. That is not your vagina, that's your asshole. That happens about five times a day. <laughs> uh, she should... says to, to herself, "That, that really happens more than you think." <laughs>
3: Uh, granted, gynecology is only a hobby of mine.
2: <laughs>
4: <laughs> uh,
2: you look like Jabba the Hut dying. <laughs> a when she's throwing up. I quite like that.
4: If a
3: woman's on top, she can't get pregnant. <laughs> cavity, which is, is true.
0: Do you know? What? We... People have quoted that since I'm sure. Like that's been like a a, a law that people have stuck by. Going, yeah, you know what. We, we had this really weird science teacher in like year
1: eight, I think it was.
2: Is it? Right. Year if you're talking, eight, to, kid, if talking to like 12 year olds, about so, positions, probably announced. So, no. I'm so a little we, scared. So, yeah, we, we were doing,
1: um, sex education. And what he did is he had like a list of questions that kids had asked during the, through the years that he would answer. And he also, everyone had to write down a question and put it in this box and he would, type these things out and it was part of the thing or whatever but he went on this really weird story and it was one of the questions was like is it possible to fall asleep during sex and he put the question in himself to tell a story that that had happened to him before (laughs) no (laughs) context to it he'd fall asleep yeah he was a proper like hippie looking guy and he was Mm. our year 8 teacher and, but one of the questions on this list was, is it possible to get pregnant if the woman is on top? Nope.
0: I'm still I mean, spun, yeah.
2: I'm still spun by that story. I don't, what was he hoping the to get?
1: The
0: police gain are coming
2: for this teacher.
1: Yeah, they
0: heard this <laughs> straight on it.
2: <laughs> I
1: don't what? know. He was a very, very strange guy, but it was like when people played like never ever have ever. And then there was irritating people that asked like a question about themselves. They don't yeah. drink after they've said the question. Those are the worst. A shoot. <laughs> He's disgusting with himself,
0: clearly. had what? I had no idea what was going on. I just heard you say a surname. That was it. <laughs> yeah, you I just, just, friend, said I just went what? silent. You say a surname.
1: <laughs> I said the type of people that uh, say their own question for never ever have I ever, just so they can drink themselves and let people know what they've done. And I said it's known <laughs> as a shoot.
3: <laughs> that is absolutely not me <laughs> I
0: hate that game of that's past- almost <laughs> always it's almost always a girl who does that as well something that she should be embarrassed about but she'll want to do it no. yeah. very strange <laughs> very weird we had well, one a lot of video yesterday
3: one, well, I'll tell you one story it was at, um, at uni we we're, were playing it and then obviously everyone asked the usual it's like sexual related stuff oh. um, which again touching on what you've just said there some of the girls did that and I just got round to this guy and he just goes, like, completely deadpan. I've never been to mainland Europe. Everyone's <laughs> <laughs> was, was just looking at him like, what? <laughs> <laughs> completely silent. That's a great
0: curveball. Give him
3: credit. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's also impressive
1: that he's never been to mainland Europe. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I hope he's been everywhere else.
1: I hope he's very well-traveled. He's just never been there. Ben, when he uh, threatened the doctor, he says, guess what the fuck's up? Alison's going into labour and you're not here. You know where you're at? You're at a fucking bar mitzvah in San Francisco. You know what I'm going to have to do now? I'm going to have to kill you. I'm going (laughs) to pop the cap in your ass. You're dead. You're Tupac. You're Biggie. I hope you die or you drop drop the chair and you kill that kid. I hope your plane crashes. And he gets away with that, obviously, because they don't say anything about it afterwards. Alison defending herself, saying she was drunk, and he says, was your vagina drunk?
4: <laughs>
1: <laughs> the whole pink eye situation. <laughs> we can't go, dude. Sorry. Holy crap!
4: What happened? You got pink eye. Were
0: you we giving each other butterfly kisses or
1: something? Ha, ha, ha Very funny. That's not how you get pink eye. You get it from poo particles making their way into your ocular cavities.
0: Hey Ben.
4: Yeah. How's man. it
0: going? Um, I farted on Jason's pillow pillows—a practical joke. He farted on Jonah's, thinking it was mine, and then eventually pink-eyed my pillow.
4: Um, Not proud of any of this, but I think we've all forgiven each other, Um, but we can't go anywhere.
1: You can get pink-eye from farting in a pillow? Totally. Mm
0: -hmm. That's awesome.
1: Yeah, but
3: you gotta be bare-assed.
0: Jesus, Martin got it bad. What, someone take a dump right in your eye?
4: No, Mm, no pink-eye for me. I'm just really, hi.
1: I farted on Jason's pillow as a practical joke. He farted on Jonah's, thinking it was mine. Eventually, pink-eyed my pillow. I'm not <laughs> proud of any of this. But I think we've all forgiven each other. <laughs>
4: um,
1: ben, again, he was on a mean street where he threatens Debbie. Saying, you're high for asses. If you think you're coming into that room, if you take one step towards the door, I'll tell security. There's a crazy chicken pink dress snatching up babies.
4: <laughs>
1: I did enjoy... Pete quoting Back to the Future and doing his uh, De Niro impression.
4: Not gonna tell him. It's a good plan.
0: Yeah, I like it. It is a good plan until her water breaks all over Robert De Niro's shoes.
2: My shoes! Hey, there's all this baby goo on it. These
4: shoes. <laughs> hey, on these shoes. Did you puke on my shoes? <laughs> you, did your water break did you puke on, my, on so- my shoes? Hey. <laughs> oh my God. Isn't it weird
2: though when you have a kid and all your dreams and hopes just go right out the window?
4: What
3: changed for you? What went out the window? What plans? You do everything exactly the same.
0: Then bonding over that. What a lovely moment. <laughs> yeah, these
1: shoes. And you also get the scene with the De Niro impressions in Bad Neighbours. So I wonder if that was a follow-up. Because Seth Rogen and both of them, obviously. Yeah. Um, the baseball guy saying, <laughs> don't let the door hit you in the, in the vagina on the way out. It's funny, <laughs> but it's funny the next day when Ben brings it up in the car. To laugh, saying, Did you hear what he said? And then, when she's <laughs> deadpan, dead, he says, well, You're obviously not going to laugh now. <laughs> you can see why it was funny. <laughs>
4: he wants we're to there. rear your
0: child.
1: <laughs> he says, You hear that? Keep him away from him.
4: <laughs>
1: Allison said, I hope your apartment's big enough for the three of us. And he said, It definitely is. That's why I got one in East LA. The rent is huge. The only thing is, we're going to have to decide if we're going to be crypts or bloods before we get there.
4: <laughs>
1: in the club where she says I love your curly hair it's great to use product and he says uh, uh, Jew it's called <laughs> uh, Ben talking to uh, Alison's friends <laughs> you know how they say never to drink and drive Or well, never drink and bone and then laughing <laughs> to himself they're all really confused <laughs> Debbie dropping uh, the see you next Tuesday about her babysitter It's
0: always good when uh, when a woman drops that word. It's always amazing.
1: (laughs) She's crying as she says it. She sums up her own character, really, where she's saying about husbands, and she says, you criticise them so much they get down on themselves, and then they're forced to change. (laughs) So true. And one of the most viewed clips from the film is a three-second clip on YouTube of Jonah Hill saying, uh, she lucked the way your dick tastes." (laughs) When they're all on the phone. I do think that's all of mine. I did have half the film written down, so... I did have Ben saying, uh, you think I'm an inventor, he created a dick skin condom, hollered out a penis, put it on. What the fuck? (laughs) I'm like, Jason beats Jonah Hill at ping pong. And he says, yeah, we should have a little dick Cartman.
4: (laughs) And he is looking
1: very Cartman-ish in that scene as well. Any more for any more, as I always say.
2: Not from me.
0: I think only Leslie Mann describing Seth as 23, he looks 33, he's got bad genes.
1: <laughs> well, she says your kid's going to be fat. <laughs> yeah.
0: I can kind oh. of imagine that conversation taking place between some a couple <laughs> of women as well. What do you think the best moment slash scene was? I do genuinely think on the club door is probably the funniest scene. It's the doorman scene, right? But it's from a... her speech to the end of his. That entire thing.
1: I've always liked when um, Jay walks in during her giving birth and he comes out like nearly crying, saying, don't go in there. <laughs> <laughs> Promise me you won't go in there. <laughs> Jonas, <laughs> you think I'm going to go in there? Try getting a bowler now. But I remember showing <laughs> sure, it my brother before he had his kids saying that was going to be him and his bird said he was worse than that.
2: The whole birth, the the birth scene is good. I actually texted Byron that earlier. I said they will give you the, the birth scene is good, but I do think the whole thing with Craig Robinson is fantastic.
4: Well,
1: also, you thought that little of the film that you had to give it to me that you yeah. did enjoy a scene. But every
2: time I said I don't particularly like it, you have just come back at me.
1: What about him doing the dice dance in the club? Yeah,
2: not for me.
3: <laughs>
1: um, He's doing the dice thing these... too much.
3: Two eyes go for not... Uh, I think the favourite scene is probably what you've already mentioned, but two little tiny bits that I enjoy is the bit where he's in the garden he's playing fetch with the kids, and he's actually like fetch, and then you see him face after it. And then uh, I enjoyed the um, five different types of chair as well. I yeah, I, him. I, do
2: like, I do like the bit where they're invaders from when he starts freaking out when they're watching Cirque du Soleil. Yeah. And he's watching Cheaper by the Dozen he's just gone. that's not funny, that's sick. Um, I've got to turn it off before I've got to turn it off before I freak out. And then the bit we <laughs> the share, the, the Vegas scene's pretty good. I think the montage with all of
1: the gynecologists is great as well. That is a good montage, yeah. It's not quite wedding crashes montage, but it's a <laughs> good one, all the same. Please don't ever compare those two films. <laughs> two great films. One great company. film,
2: and a film.
1: Best side character, Keenan, go.
2: Debbie. Jason or Craig Robinson were my three. If you had to pick one. I'll go Debbie. Okay. TK? Which is odd, because my favourite moment involves Craig Robinson. But I'll give it her on the balance of the film.
0: I'm actually going to go with Jason. Mm. You give me some good laughs to appearance ratio. Yeah. yeah, I would actually agree with that as well. James yeah, on my list. Leslie Mann sure. just annoyed me just a little bit at times. Which I know is kind of the nature of the character, is it supposed to happen? Sure. Uh,
3: yeah, I, I'd
0: go Jason as well. For the same reason. Yeah. I did think yeah. they were believable as sisters. You did? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I could buy into it. That was a good and hello, can you,
3: I was thinking, could you, could you class Pete and Paul Rudd as a side character? Or is he, is he a main character? I didn't know if you could class.
2: No,
1: I'd say he's a side character. I'd yeah. class everyone outside of. Catherine Harding and Seth Rogen
4: as Catherine a side Hagen character, really. Yeah. So
3: I might put him there as well. I, I, I personally laughed at quite a lot of things that he said, so I'll give a consideration to him also. All
1: right, well, if we go on to old school, and then, as always, we'll swing it back round for the awarding of uh, who's going through to the next round. So old school synopsis. Three friends attempt to recapture their glory days by opening up a fraternity near their alma mater. don't really know what that means, but... Alma mater, have you ever heard that before? Yeah, alma
2: mater. Yeah. It's, it's the school you went to. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah.
1: It made us
0: appear ignorant
2: now. Sean, you hadn't there. You Sorry, I was yeah, drinking I my Sorry, co- I was drinking my coffee. That's the only reason it took me so long to respond. But I would have told you. I, felt, <laughs> I, I almost know, felt trying have, to swallow.
0: Yeah, I, I don't want to be that guy, Byron, but that is a... Uh relatively
1: renowned thing never heard it they didn't go to uni if that helps
0: they say it they say it's, it's very
1: american uh, it's an america it's much thing. more I mean, of an
2: american thing the it's the same as like alum- uh, alumnus and alumni are very american uh, or i believe they're very american alumni things. again <laughs> I, i'm not like you but i didn't go to uni so i don't know if they celebrate it much over here
1: we went to pune instead Critics <laughs> reviews. <laughs> <Be laughs> Saying <safe. Shame laughs> things like that
2: is why we're going to get dug out for the way we look.
4: <laughs>
1: <laughs> Critics reviews then. Uh, very politically incorrect, funny for many adults. It's short and sharp. Director That's Phillips a lazy conf- review, that is. <laughs> 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 Director Phillips confesses to frat membership in his youth and even made a documentary on the subject. So, why is this not funnier or more outrageous? Sheesh. Will Ferrell is a fearless comedian and he commits completely to his insanity in this film, and that makes it work. Will Ferrell take, takes about 10 minutes of this movie, side splittingly hilarious. That's like finding a few pieces of crunchy cereal in a bowl of sour milk.
0: Bloody hell.
1: A harmless and intermittently funny 90 minutes. It's pretty crass and broad, but there are bigger wastes of time around than this. <laughs> Blue who's supposed to be about 90 years old, is one of the funnier characters in this movie, and that says a lot. While it's no Animal House, it's no Van Wilder either. Which is very disrespectful. And finally, oh no, sorry, two more. Vince Vaughn's right-on performance is a relief, considering that the Swingers star spent the last couple of years looking bloated and sleeping on screen.
0: (laughs) That's disrespectful. With damn respect.
1: We didn't mention in um, Knocked Up, but the little bit that Seth Rogen has about how, you know, people always feel like I would love to meet them. I really feel like he'd like to meet me. But I really feel like we would get on. <laughs> uh, Phillips again brings his brand of adolescent humour to bear on the world of college life. And whether you view that as a blessing or a curse is a matter of personal taste. There you go. Trivia. Vince Vaughn had to keep the crowd at the Mitchapalooza scene, over 300 extras, under control by entertaining them for at least an hour. Doesn't say what he was doing, but he was keeping him entertained. <laughs> Frank's streaking scene was shot on a city street. Will Farrell remembers one of the storefronts was a 24-hour gym with stairmasters and treadmills in the window. He says he was rehearsing in a robe and everyone was in the gym watching him he asked one of the production assistants if they should tell them that uh, he's about to be naked. Um, they said they were going to take care of it. They uh, obviously didn't because he said he dropped his robe and there were shrieks of pure horror. After the first take, nobody was at the window anymore and he took that as a sign of approval. me, The man who played Morris's father and gave her away at the wedding is Will Ferrell's accountant. <laughs> wow. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Screaming him old. in the gig. Yeah. <laughs> Snoop Dogg agreed to cameo in the film so he could play a Huggy Bear in Starsky and Hutch. Todd Phillips admitted to essentially bribing him, using his desire to play a Huggy Bear to his advantage. He said, I went to him and said, I want you to do a Huggy Bear. He was really excited and then said, oh yeah, and also you'll need to do this little thing for me in old school, just a little cameo. So he had to do it if you wanted the role. Brilliant. Nothing like
2: bribery. Nothing wrong with that whatsoever. The dark side of Hollywood. It's not really. Uh, He's got to come on and perform three quarters of a song. <laughs> to so then go and get paid however many, wherever he got paid to play Huggy Bear. They did say he was legitimately shook by a naked Will
1: Ferrell.
4: <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah.
1: There were plans to produce a sequel with the main characters on college spring break, but upon reading the script, Will Ferrell, who was also promoted Sammy Pro at the time, said that he and Vince Vaughan had the same reaction, that it just felt like the story was repeating itself. Yeah, I can see that. If I, Farrell
0: turns you down, it must be a bad script, I think.
1: Well, you can see maybe Vince had some ideas in his head because the wedding scene where Mitch makes a speech was added during filming, and the idea came from Vince Vaughan.
2: What I what I always co- would have quite liked is just for the three of them, excuse me, to make a cameo, like just but to, to have found three younger me. actors and done the next generation of it. I don't. I know it might not have worked, and it probably would have ended up being really bad but I think probably would have yeah. been
1: like every other sequel yeah exactly, exactly not, not even that just every other like teen comedy around the same time very possibly the time but... this would have been coming out would have been around the time
2: of like the American Pie sequels that aren't recognised no this is O three. so if you could have you would have done you could have done this if it was when he was promoting old school maybe you are right 08 oh, uh, sorry semi-pro it's 2006 2007 maybe 2008 oh is it yeah, great. great, film. Really, very almost considered semi-pro for the wild card bracket. If no, if anyone hasn't seen it, please go and watch it. It's phenomenal. Very underrated.
1: I actually have a seen Make sure you watch it. Um, the last scene shot was actually Mitchapalooza. Palooza. Um, according to Vince Vaughn, the studio didn't want him for this film, and he was the last resort. He said they were unsure he could do comedy films, as uh, this was before he was known as a comedic actor.
4: <laughs>
1: um vince Vaughan and his friends accepted an invitation to hang out in snoop dogg's trailer to play video games on the last day of shooting vince Vaughan recalled seeing luke wilson later watching the news alone in his trailer as he had not been informed of the get-together
4: <laughs> <laughs> which
1: goes in with the last bit of tribute so um Vince Vaughan, Luke Wilson and Will Ferrell dubbed themselves The Wolf Pack several years before Todd Phillips directed The Hangover because they would always make fun of each other. They say this got out of hand at one point as Will Ferrell called um, Luke Wilson legally bland after he appeared in Legally Blonde and said the film was terrible.
4: Brutal. <laughs>
1: oh, so Luke, Luke Wilson kind of uh, rebuttled him saying that he should maybe keep one foot in TV because his movie career was never going to last, which, obviously, in hindsight. That aged horribly. Yeah. <laughs> so,
2: there you go. In terms of rewatchability, then for this, what do you think? All the time, without fail. See, one of the most rewatchable films in this bracket. I've
1: got a take on this, which is going to seem sour just because you've pieced apart
2: See, old school. So but I did say I'd like to speak, so please go.
1: I think it is very rewatchable, but I think you pay, you'll pay pay attention for the first 40 minutes and then you, it'll be more on in the background for the remainder of the film. I think
2: some of the latter scenes, the the school, the whatever it is, the academic review, I think is great. Um, it's, it makes... it's it's great. It just feels like, all right, how can we end this film and still have it kind of as crazy as possible? and. Blue's birthday and Blue's funeral are both after the forty-minute mark, and they are. I
1: think Blue's funeral is kind of the point as to when I would say is when it's kind of then.
2: It's about as close to the hour
1: mark as it is the forty-minute. Yeah. mark for the
2: record, but. Oh, well, you get my point.
4: <laughs>
2: I understand. I and I don't get your point, but I understand what you're trying. To, what the point you're trying to make? I still thoroughly enjoyed it more than probably half the films in the bracket.
1: I'm. Um, I just think it's one of them where for all the films we've criticised to being too long, maybe if they had put a bit more story into this or maybe just a bit more consideration as to how to have it because it does kind of, there isn't much cohesion as you get towards the end of the film. It's just kind of like, how are we going to round this out? But clearly, you don't agree. <laughs> what do you think, everyone else? I think it's an hour and 28 minutes long, so just under what we would usually say is optimum.
4: Yeah,
3: I, I,
1: could,
3: I could watch it watch it again. As you said, it's it's, it's a nice I mean, You
1: didn't even watch it all at once. So it's you an, probably could watch nice... it again. <laughs> <laughs> it's
3: a nice length. Yeah, that's just because I was watching it when I
1: was late. <laughs> I'm gonna definitely take in that little screen grab. The little oh, screen nice grab length. there. Yeah.
3: <laughs> um yeah, so yeah, I could watch it watch it again uh, one of those like, I think you can also watch it in, well, as most comedies I guess but you can kind of watch it in the background and pick it up on those key scenes uh, like that the blue Funeral, blue Funeral the, the Pledge scene and, uh, and when they're doing the test as well um, so
4: yeah
1: if, if we go on to the quotes um, the wedding speech we mentioned with Mitch uh, true love's hard to find sometimes you think you have true love excuse me
3: like to say I'm really glad and proud to be here tonight. I'm glad to see Frank's dad made it out. That's awesome. I had not seen him in like eight years. That's great. Congratulations.
4: I love you, dad. True love is hard to find. Sometimes you think you have true love and then you catch the early flight home from San Diego and a couple
3: of nude people jump out of your bathroom blindfolded like a goddamn magic show,
4: ready to double-team your girlfriend, and it stops It stops right there. And it continues right here, because I think what my friend Mitch is trying to say is that true love is blind. Let's raise our glasses, whatever we got in front of us. Salute, health and happiness. Cheers, everybody. I love you so much, Frankie.
1: Then you catch the early flight home from San Diego, and a couple of nude people jump out of your bathroom blindfolded like a goddamn magic show, ready to double team your girlfriend.
4: <laughs> <laughs>
1: <And> Vince Vaughn actually saves that really well. He does. He does.
2: You know, uh, my boy, I think what he's trying to say is, Love is blind. Mm. <laughs> uh, I was top lips, managing just to give him. I'm pretty sure every cameo he has in this film, he has a poem. <laughs> And it's and a stash, like it's like it's the same bloke every time.
4: Yeah.
2: But I don't think he has either a perm or a tash in real life, so it's just a weird way to go with it. Uh, but hi, I'm here for the gangbang. <laughs>
4: um,
2: <laughs> that is a great quote. But the altar he says, "You know how hard it, how hard to find a girl as sexually expressive as, as Heidi." And he says, "I wasn't I wasn't looking for that." Well, Columbus wasn't <laughs> looking for America, but that worked out for everyone.
4: You, you're
2: here now, know what I mean? It didn't work out for everyone. It <laughs> means America not the relationship. But yeah, you are you are right. Um we're going to sure get so done. go on. I can say we're going to get so much ass here it's going to be sick, like boy band ass.
4: <laughs> Max, can you hear me it for me? We're going to get so much really? ass here, it's going to be sick. I'm talking like crazy like boy band ass. That sounds like a lot of fun, but I need a little time to get my life back together. What we need to do is throw like a big kick off like kick ass party to start Absolutely. things off here break it think? in a little meet the neighbors yeah. right come on mitch huh? you know what i'm talking about i don't know break it in the real estate guy was really adamant about having. listen to me i don't think you realize what a huge opportunity this is for you girls love a guy who's in your particular situation uh-huh. what situation okay, mitch you're on the rebound you're like an injured young fawn who's been
1: nursed back to health That that's a great one he says uh, in that scene um
2: look i do a sand guy He's like a sand guy <laughs> <laughs> Sand, foam, whatever And he just looks at Frank <laughs> and says Frank, you know what I'm aiming for here, don't you? He's like, yeah, yeah <laughs>
1: <laughs> Sean just said uh, You're my boy, Blue I close
4: my eyes Only for a moment And the moment's gone Oh my Pass before my eyes in curiosity Dust in the wind Looks like we better put the KY wrestling on hold all for a while. All we are is dust in idea. the wind Look, please don't beat yourself up over Save this thing, Mitch. It's not your fault. Damn it, Blue is old. That's what old people do. They die. sorry. All we are is dust in the wind
1: Bye, blue Kill my boy Which is classic probably that and uh we're going street
4: Oh, uh, wait. Why are you slowing down? Just Woo! drive no! No! Stop. Stop. Frank? No way. Frank! Hey, honey. Hey. What the hell are you doing? We're streaking. We're going up through the quad to the gymnasium. Who's streaking? There's... there's more coming.
1: In the two standout of the film, which I swear <laughs> even people that haven't seen the film know the two at
2: least so scenes. I actually like the first time he uses that because I think the more famous one is where he shouts it at the funeral, but the actual first time he uses it uh, and he says, "Excuse me," That's where he drops uh, the cinder block. Like. That's it. He says, "Blue, do you trust me? That I don't want. I don't want to see you die. Die here tonight." He <laughs> says, "Yes, Blue, you're my boy." Um, <laughs> <laughs> he also also, also like as weensy falls sorry weensy wasn't meant meant to happen like that Vince Ford just shouts him yeah walk it off big guy
4: <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah because I I forgot uh, when watching it, I forgot that that's where that quote comes from this film like yeah. when said it, it was was like such a iconic and well known quote
2: yeah yeah that's, that's it um when the when they kidnap the pledges I love Will Ferrell when he talks to his wife she's telling him about this I'll fucking kill <laughs> we'll you we'll have him back by tonight he's like See, right, really... <laughs>
4: uh,
1: Frank when he first becomes Frank with the tank where he says uh, I told my wife I wouldn't drink tonight besides I mean we've got a big day tomorrow you guys have a great time <laughs> pretty nice little Saturday we're going to go to Home Depot buy some wallpaper maybe get some floor and stuff like that maybe a bed bath and beyond I just don't know if we'll have enough time
2: uh,
4: yeah, and uh, after he or, hits
2: it once and he says, Fill it up again, Fill
1: it up. once again, <laughs> your, your
2: lips, it's just so good. It's more, this is only a little one, but it's more when, uh, Luke, when Luke Wilson's resting the bird in the KY jelly. All you, you've got is <laughs> Will Ferrell just shouting in the background,
4: RIP his head off! RIP his head off! His head <laughs> off!
2: Um, why the effing? Why in front of the kids? All you got to do is say, Here, <laughs> must him, and you can say, Fuck shit, bitch. Frank, Frank goes, Cock balls. I'm just trying to make a point here, Frank, you don't have
4: to celebrate it. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: when Mitch says, uh, "Please be honest with me. Tell me this is the first time this has ever happened."
2: Would well, you want me to be honest, or do you want me to tell you this is the first time? <laughs> uh, yes, that's awesome. You just took one in the jugular You've got you've got a fucking die in your neck. <laughs> and Will Ferrell saying, "You're crazy, man." Now, that sure,
1: is that Rex Ryan? Because he is stiffler at
0: this point.
3: I uh, don't, don't know. I know what you mean.
0: Yes, surely. I think I think he fits the bill. Yeah. Certainly, he's... it's certainly a cameo, and he's a star at this point. Yeah, I'm
3: forgetting. So, when did American Pie come out? Nine 99-99. Oh, uh, yeah, you've so had yeah, American you Pie one and up.
0: two by this point. Mm.
3: Yeah, yeah, definitely. it makes yeah. a difference. He's I almost, think he, he's pretty, he much, done he's he's pretty much character as well, isn't
0: he? Pretty much. I think that was him for that run, wasn't it? Essentially, yeah. <laughs> he was done, uh,
3: yeah, I
1: but
0: not even that run, just in general, his career.
2: Yeah, he was always worried about being typecast. Wasn't he? that's why if you he went away for a few years,
0: <laughs> went missing,
2: yeah, and realised lost the point. Yeah,
0: you think I like avoiding my wife and kids to hang out with a bunch of nineteen-year-old <laughs> girls?
1: <laughs> well, he says, "How about
0: uh, I take your number just in case things
1: don't go things don't go, don't go to plan with my wife."
0: <laughs> if anything happens to my wife, says, yeah says, yeah. "Nothing to say." <laughs> that's so
4: good. <laughs>
2: Whose life, is, as say, whose life is ruined? Let's see. Blue's dead. Frank's divorced. I've lost my house. <laughs> Nicole thinks I'm a total jackass. We've got nine kids who are going to get expelled from school, and you're not even going to help them out.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, being been six weeks ago, Abdul here had a one way ticket, to so arranged marriage <laughs> with a broadie who never met in Bangladesh. Now he's crushing the house every Thursday
2: night. I'll mix it. <laughs> <laughs>
4: um.
2: I also like the introduction of blue. He's like, who's this? This is a uh, blue. This is blue. He's a Navy vet who hangs around my store a lot, but don't worry. He's legit. <laughs> <laughs> was Mitch saying, uh, yes, but blue was really
1: old. And I feel pretty confident when we get the autopsy back, it'll say natural causes.
2: <laughs> <coughs> Excuse me. Uh, Frank here was staring at a white picket fence. Now he's single, he's broke, and a second-degree second burns all over his body. And I see a spark <laughs> in his eye. That I haven't seen him in 15 years. <laughs> <laughs> let me first
1: let me read the first say congratulations. Uh, you get one vagina for the rest of your life. Real smart, Frank.
2: <laughs> Way to work it through. Uh, when he's talking to the when he's talking to his missus about the car, and he goes, look. Yeah, I took the restrictive plate off to give the Red Dragon some more juice. Um, let's just keep that to our, let's keep that to ourselves. It's not really street legal.
4: <laughs>
2: Vince has so. For all the headlines going to Will Fairley, I think Vince
1: actually has the most quotables in the film. Him saying things
2: like to Frank's father-in-law, "It takes a real man to give away an angel." You're sweet. Um, <laughs> I think genuinely. I was going to ask you this question later, but we can do it now. As a per- as like a performance, as like a minute-by-minute minute performance, I actually think this is Vince Vaughn at his best. Because he's in the film for less. There are other performances that I'm trying to work out. It's not my favourite, but some I think it's his best. Because there isn't a line in this that he says in this film that I don't enjoy. I, I disagree, but I think you don't get his performance in Wedding Crashes without this. Because yeah,
1: his character in Wedding Crashes is essentially... A warmed up version of this, so he kind of figures out what works here and what doesn't.
4: Yeah, and I feel then he
0: like streamlines it. I feel like with that character, with him being the main character, the kind of like touching what Keenan said, he's maybe got a bit more responsibility there, where he's got a bit more going on. Whereas on this, every time he appears, he can be kind of swinging for the laughs.
1: Well, they yeah, I... that they were caught off guard, sorry, because Vince Vaughn took aside Todd Phillips and Will Ferrell before filming began, and. He asked for like a full background of his character's story and how he's got to this point. I think well, you have got kind of the this, this script there, and he was like, "Well, I, I want to know why he's saying all of these things." And so between them, they had to work out like a full backstory for how he's got to this point, so it would work for him then doing his improvisation and for him really telling the stories. It goes on about he's unhappy, but he also really wouldn't have it any other way, as, which is why you see when he turns away. Um, like the college student and all sorts like that. So yeah. it's not just him. He kind of has the impression, doesn't he, that he, he's that guy who would turn up last minute, kick his trainers on for football and then steal the show with yeah. no real warm-up. But he really is putting the prep in and going all in to give the best performance he possibly can. I don't know,
0: though. If you anyone watched our David Dobkin interview, beep, 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 then <laughs> they, they would know that that's not the case. That fits in perfectly with what he said about it, doesn't it? Yeah, Yeah, I mean, just the
1: impression of him as a whole. like If we didn't have that's the kind of
0: character he portrays. If we didn't have access directly to the director, which obviously people like us obviously (laughs) do. When you're in the
2: industry, we may have some old
0: school coverage next week.
2: When when you're in the industry, boys. Um, (laughs) We are. I do like talking of old school and different things. uh, When they're talking about getting kicked out of school, and we said says no she won't kill you. She, yes she yes she will when I left she <laughs>
4: said
2: see if you screw this up I'll kill you and she showed she showed me the knife <laughs> my favorite I think it's like the only line Blue actually says in this film other than yes sir is funny. he says Blue are you sure you sure you got this and he just says ring the fucking bell you panzer. <laughs> <laughs>
4: um,
2: um I think I see Blue he looks glorious as uh, <clears throat> <laughs> I feel cold sorry I feel cold uh, I, I think I see Blue he looks glorious.
1: That's whole, classic
0: feral
2: yeah the whole chat he has
1: with the therapist voice. it's uh...
2: <laughs> well uh
4: I, I guess I deep down'm I'm, I'm feeling a little confused I mean suddenly you get married and you're supposed to be this entirely different guy I don't I don't I don't feel different I, I mean take take yesterday for example we were we were out at the Olive Garden for dinner which was lovely and uh, I happened to look over at a certain point during the meal and see a, a, a waitress taking an order, and uh, and I found myself wondering uh, what color her underpants might be. Her panties. Uh, odds are they're probably basic white cotton underpants, but I, I started thinking, well, maybe they're maybe they're maybe they're silk panties. Maybe maybe it's maybe it's a thong. Maybe it's a maybe it's some really cool that I don't even know about you know and uh I I started feeling at it, what what I thought we were in the trust tree with in the nest are we not
1: we're at olive garden for dinner which was lovely and I happened to look over at a certain point during the meal and see a waitress taking order I
2: found myself wondering what color her underpants might be <laughs> I've got the full thing there so I don't need to give you the full uh run there. <laughs> and she goes, her, her pan um maybe they will probably <laughs> odds are they were probably just white cotton um, that is just a great scene uh, when he brings out the sex do he asks, what do you guys like better nurse or cheerleader <laughs> uh, Vince Vaughn saying Spanish what are you doing put your head back on and when he says sorry he says don't be sorry baby just wag the tail when you walk and then when he's, when uh, <laughs> Luke Wilson tells him to calm down he says he's sat there in the chair having a fag that he goes don't see me breaking the fucking Um uh, <laughs> I'm like you I've got, I've got so many I've, I must have about half the film here
1: well, I've got um, the guy saying men men don't tell another men. There's boy code. And then, obviously, he then dogs out Mitch anyway. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> Play that it.
3: perfectly, though, to his credit. Like that is because I'm not surprised
1: to... you'd credit him. I'm not surprised <laughs> one it <laughs> You
3: have to respect the game.
2: Straight out of the shooter handbook.
3: <laughs>
2: <laughs> he has, he, he yeah. just him straight up the line, doesn't he? Yeah,
3: <laughs> it's not a it's not a quote, but just like following on from when we I talked about Entourage earlier, Ari and Ari's wife both being
2: yeah.
3: Where's
1: up... oh yeah yeah
3: yeah his wife Will Ferrell's
1: yeah
2: wife. Good spot. Any more for any more? Uh, I do like the hold. Uh, you might find yeah. Excuse me. At this point, you might be asking yourself why am I holding this 80 pound cinder block in my hands? You might also ask yourself why does a cinder block have a long piece of string tied to it? And finally, why is the other end of this string tied securely to your penis? Um, more so, the first time I watched it, because you don't you don't know that that's the case, and it made me laugh. But I do still. Would, I do. would you do that to get in? Um, <laughs> I mean, it'd be <laughs> a struggle, to find, it, so. like <laughs> a struggle the to find it. So find mate. To be honest, <laughs> um, I also like Mitch. I'm worth three and a half million dollars that the government know about. I've got more more electronics than a marching band here you think I'm going to roll out the red carpet for uh, sorry I've got more electronics here than a kiss concert you think I'm going to roll out the red carpet for a fucking marching band
4: <laughs>
2: <laughs> would i <clears throat> would I do that I actually don't think I would I'm scared of heights as well so that's it's more so than the potential mutilation I just wouldn't want to stand on that
0: ledge <laughs> Yeah. Tell so, you what, know, especially once you've seen Winxie go down like he does, <laughs> oh. you're having a real good think about things at that point.
2: <laughs> no, I, I, the problem is if I stand up on that leg, my legs are going, and I'm probably falling off
1: anyway. <laughs> so Fair play to them all for doing it, and for uh, Wingsy <laughs> for not being annoyed. <laughs> What's just happened? <laughs> Although it is kind of their fault. I heard Throwing it down some... the drain.
3: Yeah, I heard of some awful. Um... Not not safe for kind of speaking on air, but I heard of some awful what? situations that the, that the football team had to do uh,
1: at my uni. Like if
4: you're what? a freshman
1: trying
0: to get in.
4: I can't be
0: alone and thinking you can't say that and then not go further. I've got a feeling it might involve things going up people's asses. Is yeah, it is it, like that and, and and it, is, is it be it could be Thems as assault. Is that why you, you're being careful? Well,
3: things like that,
2: and you know, extra not quite to... as bad. Always. Yeah, not not quite as bad. Um, but there was a story of uh, a mate of mine told me about a lad that he knew was at uni. Uh, when he made when you made your away first away debut for the uni football team, your initiation was you had to go in naked. So you had to go naked into a shop to buy something. <laughs> well, this one this one lad done it. He's been reported. Ended up on the register. He was, applying, he, was applying, he was doing a teacher course at uni.
4: Oh, no, no.
2: He was doing a course to become oh. a teacher.
3: Oh, Jesus. Things, things like that.
2: <laughs> yeah, that was... Like, That's I, brutal. I, I'm not that confident in myself to be walking around and start bollock anyway, but... <laughs> especially not when you're trying to work with kids.
0: No, no. But, hey, right I suppose,
2: the frivolity of youth, as they say.
4: <laughs>
0: <laughs> On that note,
1: um... What is the best scene for you, Keenan?
2: Ooh, uh, best scene? I've got quite a few written down here. Let me just refresh my, my memory to see what I picked earlier. I do love the wedding party scene where the dan band starts singing Total Eclipse of the Heart. Um, I, just that little 30 seconds where he swears for the first time and they both look and then they're like, no, nah, no, nah, it's fine. And then he bursts into it fully. Um, the marriage council speech I'll go for Blue's birthday and Blue's funeral because it's all it's all essentially one and.
1: I'll go for Mit Palooza for me. Um,
2: yeah, yeah, I love
1: that. Right through to him uh, streaking.
2: Yeah, the intro to Frank the Tank is phenomenal.
1: I did message both you and TK last night to say I'd fallen for Alicia Cuthbert all over again. What a dime! Adds yeah. to it, I think, if you've seen Twenty Four
0: as well. Yeah, I wasn't seeing. Uh, I wasn't seeing the To be honest. I can't believe you. Honestly, can't believe you. There. It was a great moment though, when her dad says, "Just seven months, she'll be graduating from high school." <laughs> just <laughs> just, just, just oh, see yeah, his face. Oh
3: yeah, she's the uh, she's the daughter, isn't she? In yeah, 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 yeah.
1: What's your um, favourite scene, Sean?
3: Yeah, I had a few downs. So I had like Mitch Blue's down, Blue's birthday down. I quite enjoy. I don't know if you could call it a montage or not, but the the bit like the finishing bit where they're doing the tests, So all yeah. the different tests. Like if you class that as one scene then I enjoy that as well like ending with the, with the vault it's just, it's just a ridiculous <laughs> ending um, and then even when he brings up like blue score like he scored zero he's dead <laughs> um,
4: yeah
3: <laughs> he, either of those really
1: he gets off likely for beating up Will Ferrell as well
2: he does he does. well I mean until the end credits
1: you've got to include that earlier on to me I want to see him get
2: his vindication there and then <laughs> no I fair I also love the pledge the pledge kidnap into the pledge initiation with the cinder blocks um, them coming in to the office to say
1: um, we can't get the KY jelly while he's there having <laughs> to answer
0: questions at the office
2: <laughs> TK Any... give us, give us your
0: sorry, I was us a favourite? sorry I was wondering what was going on then um, yeah I, I do think the pledge kidnap leading to then the cinder blocks tied to that clock. I do think that's probably the one that had me laughing the most so I'll go with that and
1: best side character
0: Blue the my is boy gonna Blue be what
1: you deem as a side character isn't it yeah, yeah. I did think that was probably going to be Blue Blue is the easy
2: one to go for there with uh, the saving grace uh, and Andy Dick as the guy who gives the blowjob lesson that whole thing is phenomenal
0: <laughs> that is hilarious Oh, I'm saying forgotten. that's why he has
2: sorry. a lazy eye. Yeah, sorry, I've forgotten that about this uh, I've forgotten that it's one of my <laughs> favourite scenes. And then he gave it to the dog. Yeah, and then he's <laughs> when he starts when he starts gets the carrot in the mouth and he's just going, yeah, got gotta remember, gotta remember and starts tickling the imaginary board.
4: <laughs>
2: Don't be looking um, at my eyes and asking any questions.
4: <laughs> <laughs>
1: blue um, any Blue or uh, the instructor anymore for any more? then it's judgment time.
2: Sean William Scott as the guy, as a a side character, because he probably says more than half the people in the fraternity. (laughs) What about a Give it to a It doesn't say enough, unfortunately. Hey. You want your tongue. I know, but I'm not not wrong. (laughs) No, he's not.
1: On to judgment then. So here we go as... Our friend of the pod, Fabrizio Romano, would say.
3: Any transfer news today
1: to keep the tradition no. going? No, unfortunately not. But have had an interview response, so I'll fill you in on that after the podcast. Which did you prefer? TK, will go to you first. <laughs> Keenan, I'll go to you first, as I'm pretty sure I know uh, the answer.
2: Yeah, it's old school.
1: Sean?
3: Uh, old school for me. TK?
0: Uh, very different films in terms of reasons to like them and reasons why they kind of uh, fall a little bit shorter compared to some of the other films I think some of the better films on the list Uh, but I will still lean towards old school you teased me there you teased me do I need to (laughs) ask the question for
1: rewatchability after what was said (laughs) earlier
2: well I would uh, I said would you not want to at least throw in your your vote in the ring for preference (laughs) just to make it clear
1: I think Knocked Up is a funnier film. I think you get more laughs out of it. it does help that the film's longer. No, I think not... I think the cast is better in terms of what you're getting from each of them. More and, fancy for your book. And with the way that it's spread throughout, and I guess the other categories we'll get into. So I don't want to go too far into those, but I think it's just a, I think it's just a better film for us. I think the story's better is put together better and I think it will uh, last longer in the memory than old school which aside from we're going streaking and uh, you're my boy blue I think a lot of the other moments can fade into the darkness quite easily Wow Rewatchability Hmm. (laughs) I think I know which (laughs) we kind of uh, went into that two hours nine minutes is going to be tough for I mean I'll ask TK if you think Knocked Up was more rewatchable really because I know Keenan and Sean's has.
0: No, I think Old was probably that was probably what swung it for me. I thought, I, thought it was, I was kind of narrow on both of them, but this is an easier watch, and I think on such fine margins, kind of film win?
1: If we stick with you, TK, which film do you think is more quotable?
0: See, we had more out of Knocked Up than I was expecting. I thought Old School would be the classic where you've got a few throwaway lines. Um, you know, the one-liners will win out and then they're not, there's more story to it. Uh, it was close enough thought. I still giving it to Old School just because I think some of those, as we've said, do sort of last the test of time. But not, again, not as one-sided as I thought it was going to be. I'm shaking my idea,
1: Shaking my head strongly. I think this <laughs> is the... I spoke to Keenan earlier... I think this is the the clear difference between most quotable and best quote. Best quote, impossible to argue. You're my boy, Blue. We're going streaking. There's nothing in Knocked Up that beats them. But in terms of front to back, there's about a page more for Knocked Up. If you Google it yourself, or rather than just go for my notes, well, it sounds more, like there's more quotes.
0: It sounds like you've quoted half of this film, and Keenan's quoted half of multiple. So he could probably make the same argument for could he
4: not?
1: Yep. I disagree because I take down I mean, you, you would because <laughs> No, no, no. When you see my notes I mean, that's kind of the nature of the I don't just take down the quotes that I think are the best quotes I take down all of the notable quotes. Which somebody else has decided Well, this is through several different websites. It's
0: not Compubox this year. It's, it's probably more accurate than Compubox my next. Yeah, prob- probably is in fairness I've actually not to spoil the next part I've actually got the best quote coming from Up, but there we are that's a separate thing so there we are no, I played the myself. Play myself then yeah yeah. you, you bolted too soon oh, no I I've, I've,
1: I've, I've <laughs> stick with the uh, the prestige of, I wouldn't vote something for the sake of it so no I, my, my stats I think um, more quotable not the best quote old school so uh keenan and sean on, old school. Uh, um,
3: again for, i kind of had a similar view of tk when i before doing the pod and um, i was definitely thinking old school but then more folks that, that obviously the rest of you have all left or not that maybe think it was a lot more closer and um, i think i'll again i'm probably leaning on the way that tk is and i'm leaning too old school but it's definitely a lot closer
1: where do you stand for best quote?
3: Uh, as as you touched on, I think you're my boy blue is the best quote for me. For longevity and, and
1: enjoying it. On to uh, best moment slash scene. Right.
4: Mm-hmm.
1: Not not me and TK, no voice on best quote. Yeah. No. <laughs> well Keenan <laughs> TK's already given TK already said He said it he he didn't did say, say what, what it was.
4: was though. Though.
2: No, I'm okay and Keenan. Oh, my 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 actual the best quote rewatching them both today is Craig Robinson. That whole speech.
4: Yeah. Yeah I that's,
2: that's I think that's phenomenal.
0: That was it. When he says I can only let five and a quarter black people in, so I got there as a black <laughs> midget in the crowd. That you can't tell me there's a better quote than that across these two films. I have no, that.
2: and it's actually the bit before that where he says it's not that it's not that you're hot, it's that you're old as fuck. <laughs> He really does I mean, I steal that fucking old thing there. Yeah, incredible. he's, he's stash-phenomenal. I think that's the best... A, it's the best moment of that film, and it's the best quote. It's you and my boy, Blue, for me. I'll stick with that. Ah, so a nice little draw.
1: Yeah. Best uh, moment-slash-scene, then, as I uh,
2: bolted a bit too soon beforehand, as you referenced.
1: What would you go for, Keenan?
2: Uh, I am gonna. I'm just gonna go blues birthday, blues funeral. It's not. I would would rewatch that. The funeral especially. I would just rewatch on its own. Sean.
1: Um.
3: I think on this one I'm gonna go with the the Vegas the Vegas scene. Which like comparing that because if you put that scene alongside the where at the where the girls are at the bar as well. If, that, if that's all kind of one scene going together,
0: then those two so knocked up. Speaker. To be honest, it's the same as the quote scene, but I, th- I genuinely do think the Dorman scene is the best scene across the two films, so I'll go with that.
1: Minus yeah. the
2: giving birth with uh, Jay Baryshire walking out horrified. No, it's fair. I do think if I was going to... Like, it's very close. I don't know why, because there'll be people listening thinking that the whole birthday with Vince Vaughan with the girl in the funeral, it's not even that that funny, and I, I don't know why, but I, I absolutely adore it.
1: <laughs> um, best side character?
3: Sean? Uh, come back
2: to me. Hang on, come back to me. I'm just thinking. Keenan? Um I will, I will give it to, I'm just trying to make a, make a decision. I'm happy with it, because it's quite, it's actually very close. Um, I'll give it to Leslie
0: Mann as Debbie. CK? Yeah, I think you could have a choice of, Maybe just because of the way the old school is structured, I don't think it's got a, a side character as such that it competes with knocked up. I think you could give it to any one of Leslie Mann, Paul Rudd, or Jason Segal. I'll give it to Jason Segal. Yeah. It would be my choices. Jason Segal is uh, my pick as well. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'll go
2: for Paul Rudd. Hmm? Big, bigger, in, bigger impact. Old school. And I will. will explain why. I think we've referenced it when speaking to people in interviews, we've referenced it on the pod. I think you can make the argument that old school is the start of that six, six and a half year period where X rated comedies were fantastic again. This is the film that kicks that off because this was viable and successful. People then started to make better films. It's, I would argue it gave a very big springboard to Will Farrell as a film star. Even Luke Wilson's digging him out saying he don't think his film career is going to last, but he goes <laughs> on to have an unbelievable few years. Um, Will Farrell again where he said uh, sorry Vince Vaughn where they said to him oh, we weren't sure about him doing comedy he then goes on to make one of my favourite films in the brackets in Wedding Crashers um, Luke Wilson actually did weirdly fade into Obscurity even though I think he's very good in this um, but old, old school is the one
1: Luke Wilson really did play himself there mm. it, it goes against him that he has a role that at least to the outside looking in it seems that any slightly baby-faced looking actor can do so as long as he doesn't look i'm doing the right word he he doesn't you can't really predetermine his character looking at him which goes a long way so you could put any of the people that we put in that kind of bracket before you michael sarah's here luke wilson's that kind of role could fill that and i think that's the main critique that you get when you look at old school so that's probably why <laughs> no one was jumping to put him in their film afterwards because as good as he is he, he, his, the joy <laughs> He's of his gone. part is that he doesn't leave too much of an impression I'll add him back, I don't know what's happened there, we'll see um, Sean who, what do you think for um, bigger impact or do you want me to go? Uh,
3: I'll let you go because I'm not really sure on this one so I was, I was interested to hear what other points uh, a you you had and see which who kind of convinced me the other way so I'll let you go
1: big, bigger impact for me I went for Knocked Up and I do acknowledge everything Keenan said and I do agree with each of his points I think the difference with the impact of this is that both men and women are going to see this in the cinema both men and women are renting it and that is kind of the joy of going for a film that centres around family and birth and that kind of thing. I think you've got a small niche that initially old school is sold to and then you kind of sell it the best you can from there through word of mouth or whichever way you want to go with that. And I think it's made nearly 200 million more knocked up at the box office. I think the fact that it's Judd Apatow goes a long way in the impact of it getting out there
2: Todd it's one of that
1: happens with
2: later on. It's one of his most forgettable films. This and Funny People are his two most forgettable films.
1: Funny People absolutely knocked up. I, I disagree when you look at the success that he's had and it's actually
2: one of his highest rated the, films success the it, way it The, that it's gone the success it had had more to do with is him and Seth Rogen. It is actually a forgettable film. Seth Rogen at this point, post Superbad and post a couple of other things it can do, was basically in a position to do no wrong. This is after pineapple. This Spectre. this is this is Seth Rogan's first lead role. Oh, sorry, but he is in other films, no? He's yeah, yeah, he's, done, in, he's in other films, yeah, he
1: and
2: he's been on, he's been, too, on t- been on TV um, as well. I do think this is one of his most forgettable films from John Apatow, without a shadow of a doubt.
1: I think it's maybe his best formulated film, best structured film, which however, whatever way. You want, a want to word to it? The impact of no, it. no, no. I'm just saying in terms of it being forgettable. I don't think it is in that sense because I think for the most part it appeals to a wider audience than most of
2: I also his do films do. I also do. Will and... disagree slightly with your point of it having a niche, a niche audience. It's a frat comedy. They've been made over and over again. They are. It's, it. They have an audience they always will it's a generation yeah, they have, they have an audience
1: teen I, don't, I don't you call it disagree niche. i'm saying that it appeals to a far smaller group of people than a comedy about family does which we all love teen comedies half our bracket is made up of teen comedies but as we've seen with the reviews they appeal to a very specific market whereas the impact of knocked up is that it's trying to appeal to the mums that are going because they have the experience with the birth, the dads that are going because they've had the horrific experiences, the people that are going because they've had the tough time managing it. That is the kind of thing with Gelapito comedies is that the impact of them is they tap into something that is very real and then they ham it up just to the point where it still remains in the realms of believability. I I, well, I don't I, I, I don't think will. I don't think we'll quite ever agree on this really, will we? No, we've, well, we've made our picks, so we were just kind of waiting for TK to join back, which he's uh, back with I'm us, back, and Sean. I'm back in, I'm back. And Sean, said so he needs I to be think either way.
3: Yeah, I think, I think I'll go for knocked up after hearing both your arguments. Both are valid, and I think it's both very close, but I'll go for Noctep.
0: Where are we at, sorry, how oh, much is on this? We're at, um, still on the biggest impact. So, oh, right,
1: uh, you've been it out. Yeah, Sean said he wanted to hear both our cases before he made, before he made <laughs> he to a, a pick himself. I also think the only thing we're really missing this episode so far is um, TK telling us uh, it's unfortunate that one had to go up against the other
0: because <laughs> one, they might have had a better you crack.
3: said that every, uh, every week.
0: Wow, the cheek of it. Every week. That's outrageous. <laughs> I'm not saying every week, but if someone was going to say it, it no that it it. to your... Uh, it, it is true. To be honest, the weeks I've said it, it's, it's applied. It has been a shame. It has yeah. been a shame. These two go up against each other. I think this is a fair, a fair matchup. Which would you go for for biggest impact, TK? I don't think either had a particularly big impact, to be honest.
1: Well, I I think not two hundred
0: million difference in the impact. I
1: disagree not to,
0: so not much. To, Well, as I just uh, came in as you were talking about, the um, Byron had described it as a niche audience, keynote and you'd said you know these have been try and test it. I absolutely agree with that. For that reason, I don't know that this had a huge impact in terms of um, that type of comedy. I think it was great, but I don't know how much impact it had. And I think Notts really kind of just lived off the coattails of Forty Old Virgin. I don't think we know how much impact that had in and of itself because it would I think it's fortunate it rode on that.
2: And I think it is important for, it's essentially important for this podcast because of how many of the films we've we've included in this period I said the old school was really the start of the, the boom of those, that six and a half year period, 03, to like the towards the end of 09, where you have unbelievable X-rated comedies. I actually think old school allows Judd Apatow to make the 40-year-old virgin, which further on down the line allows him to go on and make Knocked Up.
1: Has anyone seen I I like, his I like
2: your documentary too. that's meant to be great about frat life? No, it's that was his that was his third, that was like his second one, Money did one about the punk star who apparently was just a vile bloke. Um I mean, and then he the other thing works. I was
1: gonna ask if anyone has seen is has anyone seen what appears to be an awful parody where it's like the forty year old virgin that knocked up Sarah Marshall, something along those lines where I know what you mean, they, but it doesn't I think Brian Cowan is actually
2: the lead role in that. Jeez. At least it's his face on the poster anyway. And TK, give us your, your, your full answer for...
4: Yeah,
0: know, I'm, I'm going to give it to Old School. You sold it to me, though. Thank you. You dirty dog. I think just the point you made about the time period in which it would have came about, 2003 is sort of the start period of, of this run. That I all films that, again, that have had a big, big impact for us that we've liked and a lot of them we've put in here. So I'll go for that only because, as I said... I'm not entirely convinced how much impact Knocked Up had so much as living off the 40-year-old virgin. If this was was Hell's Kitchen, someone would have given you the memo that
1: that would have tied things up. But you don't have Gordon Ramsay's producers in your
0: ear. (laughs) 85 Metascore for Knocked Up. Huge. And grossed over 200 million. The thing that was unfortunate for Knocked Up is when I, in my memory, I thought it was neck and neck with 4-Year Old Virgin if not I potentially preferred it and upon watching it this week it fell short of that so I think that's pro- that's what's damaged it in my mind
1: yeah we're opposite there I think not that shows 40 year Old Virgin levels
0: yeah I-, I used to think I can see the argument it's better but I, I can't now I think you get more bang for your buck with Four-Year-Old Virgin.
1: Four, Four-Year-Old Virgin, for me, sours my memory with that final scene every time. I still don't know what the hell they were doing. Yeah, yeah, that, is, that isn't great, is it? <laughs> we got Joe and <laughs> dancing in the field. <laughs> Getting get, get heat stroke. <laughs> <laughs>
4: um,
1: originality. We'll go We'll go to you first, TK.
0: Are either these particularly original? I would take the basis. Oh, God, sorry. Oh, A film about getting a woman up the duff on a one night isn't particularly, so i would say it's old school is marginally more original, I would say.
1: I'll go knocked up, I think, because as much as, as I said, three films that year alone were of that theme, I do think it approaches it in a slightly different way and the main premise of the film isn't we're going to struggle to have this baby because of our financial situation or whatever like that. Or the main part of the film isn't, are we going to ice this baby or not? It It is very much just going about it in terms of the one-night stand and how they're going to form it, the the relationship together. Whereas...
0: Are we
4: going to ice this baby? (laughs) (laughs) Well, as
1: we had with our news of the week um, last week, there is a market for that.
4: As, that time, yeah.
1: as the, the British bloke in Thailand was found in his hand luggage. Well, yeah, fucking hell. Old school, the whole frat, as good as it is, I think every other week we've done that kind of thing. Apart from American Pie, I think we've kind of said, as much as we like it, it's not that original. Sean, hit us with it. Oh, yeah,
3: similar, similar to... Um, see, I don't think either of them are, are particularly original, um, but I'll, I'll go oh, I'll go for old school on the basis that it's, you know, three blokes that are older and then now they're setting up a paternity rather than it being man gets woman pregnant.
1: I don't see the originality in that. It's been done. What was the one before that then? It's been done in the American
2: Pie one that was before that. Naked Mile.
3: American Pie, they were... It, they Old were, School uh,
2: came out in 2003. That I was going to say. came out well after that. Got to be after that, innit? Hey. The, the house thing, thing section. has been done. Yeah, but Sean's point of the the age difference being what makes it funny is the same point that makes Step Brothers funny and X amount of the films we've spoken about. It's the same thing that makes the 40-year-old virgin funny. It's a, a familiar... It's a variation on the theme and so is Knocked Up. But I would say old school is a bigger variation on a theme. So I would say it would be more original.
1: I think if you go in one joke comedy, this is you've got the one additional joke added in to the same
2: theme. We One joke comedies really aren't something that we need to start unraveling the threads of, mate. <laughs> no, I disagree. <laughs>
4: especially, I'm not saying, in week, especially
2: not I'm in week saying,
1: number 16. I'm saying in terms of the originality of it, it's well, yeah. The originality is essentially that one tiny thing where it's there isn't really that much of a different joke added to it because by the end of it, they're doing school things anyway.
3: Well, as our point was, we don't think really either of these films are original. So no, I think they are just
1: a on.
2: variation on a thing. Not yeah, not my answer was marginal. I'm not, you know, not. Yeah, it's old school. I know you've referenced it. But I mean if three films in the top ten grossing films of that year were about unwanted pregnancies, a big a big part of that plot isn't that original. It's the same it's the same it is the same pitfall that frat movies have. It's that a lot I mean, of it's not been done before.
1: The babies wanted the situation to get the baby, but they don't even think about honesting it, as I said earlier, or abortion. The abortion actually sounds worse.
2: The surrounding characters do. <laughs> So it is discussed. The mum tells her to, to the get rid the of it. The
0: mother's the only one speaking sense. She's the only one saying, come on, you're not keeping this thing. Yeah. She jo, Jonah
2: Hill's asking. Jonah Hill makes a joke and makes the rhyming joke, which is decent. I be, <laughs> but he's, he's saying to get rid of it. And they have, they have him and his mates have a conversation. But the people who are in control of the baby's life, yeah, the jump. But she says for the she asked for advice so she doesn't say from the jump because she asked the mum for advice and then she says look I need you to try and support me after the mum says no let's get rid of it and carry on um, Deal the, with fact, it. the the bit that did kill me I thought was, was was actually cruel as a joke was when the mum says yeah remember what happened to your cousin she had an abortion now she's got a real baby that I thought <laughs> was, was, was very cruel <laughs>
1: <laughs> stick with you um, Keen, and who's your um, MVP MVP
4: Vince told.
1: I'm going with old school, but I think Will Ferrell is the...
4: Yeah, I'll give you Will that. Quite uh, clear MVP um, in this one.
0: TK? No, I... Only... I'm I'm biased towards him anyway, but I'm going to go with Vince. I, I probably do agree with you that Will Ferrell's the bigger character, but just, just a personal preference for Vince.
2: MVP-wise, on the basis that the whole film of old school doesn't start without him making the convic- having the conviction, and then convincing Luke Wilson to start a fraternity and getting him on board. Otherwise, there it's is a film about Luke Wilson chasing a woman whilst he lives near a college. <laughs> the the interplay, him sleeping with a blonde girl, probably doesn't happen because it happens at the party. That is arranged by Vince Vaughn. It's
1: not just a blonde girl. That's Alicia Cuthbert.
2: I oh, no, you said it earlier, but you could have put a gun to my head and without without googling, it, I wouldn't have told you that was her name.
4: So disrespectful. <laughs> best soundtrack.
3: Old school.
1: Any explanation?
3: Well, because it's got the best soundtrack. It's not the best
1: song. <laughs> but do you have <laughs> any points? Seems in the a good soundtrack. reason. I don't know <laughs> what to was, or Do you have any moments to pick out?
3: Um. You're know.
1: trying to remember a song from the soundtrack, aren't you?
3: I can't remember now.
1: <laughs> you're a disgrace honestly But <laughs> <laughs> well, I know Except it's all the clips of the Heart from the Dan Band is the highlight
2: yeah it is the best across I actually thought the soundtracks are Knocked Up was pretty good um, the Clash are on there Junior Mervin's version of Police and Thieves is on there as well which is a song I've always liked I actually like that you've better got... than I like the Clash's version
1: you've got um, Lily Allen's Smile on there
2: mm. yeah
1: You've got shimmy shimmy yeah and uh, all dirty
2: bastards on there yeah I did think it was quite good I, I quite like I mean you've got Bridge Underwater um sorry if I'm a call can never remember if that's the song Hello Darkness my old friend
4: <laughs>
2: um Dust in the Wind is in there obviously he sings at the funeral and yeah as you say the, their rendition of Total Eclipse of the Heart is the highlight of both soundtracks
4: Every now and then I get a little Turn around Every now and then
3: I get a little bit tired Of listening to the sound of my tears Turn around Every now and then I get a little bit nervous that the best of all the years are gone by Turn around Every now and then I get a little bit
4: terrified to see the fucking look in your eyes Turn around, right Every now and then I fall apart
0: Um, here I go again on my own with Will Ferrell. A great yes, producer. yeah, of course. Yeah, oh, sorry. That's a great moment.
2: Yeah. Ain't
1: the sunshine and Bill Withers.
0: Yep, all oh, still great.
2: Jesus, they picked some
1: Absolutely classics in. for
2: that soundtrack. Going in, I thought this was a shoe in for Knocked Up on the soundtrack, but so did I yeah. because I watched Knocked Up first and then I'd forgotten outside of the two songs the rest of the soundtrack of Old School. What do you mean, two songs? You've got plenty in that Knocked Up. You've got Britney no. Spears in here. Will Let's you know listen to what? Did you, are, you just, are you just that annoyed that it's losing that you're just not listening <laughs> to what I'm saying at this point? No, what I was resigned to that from the first part. Going into it, I thought, because I watched Knocked Up first, I thought it was going to be a winner, as I only remembered the two songs from Old School, Total Eclipse of the Heart and Dust in the Wind. However, when you are watch old school, you realise there is just classic after classic in that. So it does win, but I was actually agreeing you that, with you that I thought, after watching Knocked Up this morning, I thought it would be a, would be a shoo-in. You've
1: but got it's not. Bob Dylan in here. You're a Bob Dylan man. You strike me as a Bob Dylan man.
2: I do like Bob Dylan, yes. I
1: knew
2: it. What's wrong with Bob Dylan? I don't I just had you down as a Bob Dylan man. <laughs> yeah, you're all right. Certain songs, certain albums. you got some Fergie in there, popped up as well. They really were putting the hits in. TK, what's, uh, what are you going for?
1: For the yes, record, but... were
2: you just trying to make a comparison between Fergie and Bob Dylan? Or were <laughs> no. you just making two, one point one after the other?
1: One after the other, and there was a that's... point in silence. So, uh,
2: okay, that's one. Sorry.
1: <laughs> Although, I'm more likely to listen to Fergie than I am Bob Dylan. That
2: says a lot about you. No culture. Does Bob,
1: does Bob Dylan have a song that beats Big
2: Girls Don't Cry? <laughs> Fergie, Fergie's got a song that beats Big Girls Don't Cry, and it's glamorous. No. Great song yeah Bob Dylan has not hits like that <laughs> London Bridge he can only dream bridge. of that Fergie Licious honestly I've got nothing to say because I what I will say you'll have to edit out so I'm just going to Fergie Fergilicious. my body's
1: stable vicious I've been up in the gym working on my fitness he's my witness
0: when Bob Dylan was writing Blown in the Wind he was just thinking oh <laughs> if only I out. could do Fergalicious." <laughs> Exactly. Oh,
2: my he God.
1: And he could have he done delicious. So if he wants to pay me for that,
2: <laughs> He's for that, the, uh,
1: in the intellectual rights there, because I've just copyrighted
2: that. You are uh, a what, of the highest order. <laughs>
0: what, what What was your pick, us you Soundtrack? Yeah, to be honest, I was going to go old school on the strength of um, Total Eclipse of the Heart and Here I Go Again. Those are the two that were just kind of in my head. Um, having sort of reeled off... The other stuff they've got in there as well, that only strengthened uh, the argument for it. I'll go with old school.
1: I said to you earlier, I've been playing that Total Eclipse of the Heart earlier, and I was playing it as uh, my mum walks in, and the the slow realisation of what she was hearing each time, and it not being the classic Total Eclipse of the Heart, was something to see. (laughs) Uh, Which film do you think has the better ending?
0: I thought both of these were of uh, were where we talked about before with a comedy, how they struggle to end it.
3: I think this one's Knocked Up for me, um, quite comfy. I feel like that ends more
1: nicely than multiple. Um, than with this type of film with Knocked Up, there is really only one way you can end it because you're, you're souring people leaving the cinema if, one, the baby doesn't make it. Two, they ditch, they ditch the baby. Or three, they... Um, they don't split amicably and she takes the baby oh. and runs leaving Seth Rogen. You None if of it them are...
3: If it ended on a miscarriage. <laughs>
1: Christ Jesus oh. Christ. Seth Rogen just yeah, goes back to I his mean... old life
4: at that
1: point. It knocked up with my pick as well. I, I, um,
2: I'm not sure about the ending of old school. I think it takes away from it somewhat. I actually agree. I think the last five minutes after they get recognised and he's just moving out. And that, that's sort of... I quite like Frank sticking around at the uni on the radio. Um, but I, I actually think knock Up has a better ending. Hanging it's up the painting of Mitch. No. Hey.
1: Hanging up the painting of Mitch. Yeah.
2: <laughs> Shouting at Matt Walsh to go and get him a beer.
4: <laughs>
1: I guess with old school, it's one of them where the yeah. ending doesn't really affect too much how you leave the cinema at that point because the high points are what really stick with you whereas as we said the ending of Knocked Up really is the difference between people even just accepting it or hating it yeah because you can't really have a comedy and then as we said she runs off with the baby the baby doesn't make it all those kind of things so they've somewhat got it easier there with the way that they can end it but I think with Old School, there was maybe some different ways. I'd like to see um, like the dirtbag that makes up the story about Mitch. I'd like to see him get his comeuppance as part of it.
2: I'd have liked maybe... What, rather than the bit in the end credits? Because it's him who crashes the car, isn't it? I, well, I didn't go as far as the end credits, so there we go. Oh, if I'm you, the the, if the, if you watch, the watch the credit, he's driving a car up in the fag and he drops the fag. Swears like the road
4: yeah, dives yeah. into
2: the lake, and he happens to kill, or uh, you have to imagine he kills the the dean of the university. The car he flips, the car and lands on top of them, so they do bo- do both get sorted out.
0: Yeah, because I, I actually, was watching that, thinking if you haven't stuck around for the credits, yeah, you're probably going to feel a bit short-changed.
2: Yeah,
1: not nothing will be as shortchanged as Ben Stiller's role in Happy Gilmore, where he quite literally doesn't get any commercials <laughs> at all. Yeah. But,
0: he just gets forgotten but, about. <laughs>
1: For me, with Old School, I think there were a lot of different ways. I, I don't particularly like, as much as I laugh, the way they go about it with the having to get the certain score. But I understand that probably would take away from a lot of people's enjoyment if they don't have the leapfrog and all sorts of things like that. Yeah. I think it just makes it from being a believable thing to an extent to it being kind of... Not slapstick but it kinda of going away from the realms of being believable and that this could happen.
4: Mm.
2: No, I would say knocked up's got a better end. Like you say, they sort of it is. you are led down a garden garden path you, but you have to you'd have to end that in one way. Or otherwise goes that eighty five percent that you referenced the the score of it. Imagine we sitting there for two hours and nine minutes to find out that she just bins in and runs away with a baby and he's stood in he's in the hospital like, Alright, great. I think it goes would probably be a lot lower. As you say, it's if it was played purely for comedy throughout, you can make it funny. But wait, especially when you are trying to appeal to a wide audience in terms of family and stuff, you sort of have to have a happy ending.
1: What if you found that uh, M. Night Shyamalan
2: was a secret producer on this and she was never really pregnant? Oh, I think <laughs> it would be amazing if just the end of it was it them having a paternity test and it wasn't it. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> I probably okay. would even only boost the way people feel about
1: Seth Rogen in the film as well. Which, uh, <laughs> yeah. The critics reviews. <laughs> they are like, why are people loving this bloke so much? Um, what do you think about chemistry? For as far as their looks don't go, I did weirdly feel they did a good job in making that they were a believable couple in the end by old school, and
2: with old school, with uh, knocked
1: no. up. Sorry, um, with old school it works i'm trying to think of the other film we said it about where we said about the the hangover actually is probably a good one where it's kind of you just about believe that they really could be a group of friends but it's almost like they're clinging on to that because the group of friends in old school i kind of feel like they're a weird match for each other but then it obviously does also work and they are genuine because the distances they go to in this film just to keep him in his house and to have their fraternity together. So it's a, it's a different kind of chemistry, I guess. There's no romantic involvement with
2: Vince Horn and uh, Owen Wilson. No, Owen Wilson.
1: uh,
4: (laughs) Yeah.
2: Well, I think um, obviously with knocked up as well, the group of people who play Seth Rogan's mates are literally just his mates. So it's quite, it's quite easy to believe that they're they're mates because they are in real life. So that, that, it does well there. I do think the struggle, they play not just the good times very well, but I do think him and Catherine Heigl, because it might might somewhat be a visual thing, but I do think the way they play, like as a personality, if you would imagine them both, you can see that obviously where there are opposites and sometimes opposites do attract, but you can see they would have a different opinion on on X, Y and Z.
1: The scene of her stopping the car and kicking him out is a recreation of a real life event that happened with Leslie Mann and Judd Apatow while she was pregnant. (laughs) <laughs> yeah if she see stopped him. in the middle of a busy road and booted him out of the car yeah I could see him being annoying if you were pregnant
4: <laughs>
1: I could see her not being someone to mess with either when she's hormonal correct I yeah, certainly, I can certainly see that <laughs> um, um, what would be your pick uh, Keenan
2: um, I, I, I think because it's a bigger ensemble and they mix together quite well as opposed to just the three i actually think the three main characters of old school do a very good job but you've got a straight man you've got one who's a little bit left field and then you've got just you're completing it a wild card um <laughs> in frank the tank and i think it works well there so but i would probably give it two knocked up is that more on the strength of the group of mates or Catherine hollygill uh... i think it's Catherine hollygill and, and seth and seth Rowe. if you look at old school most of the most of the lines and the dialogue, it actually comes from the individual. There's not and whilst it is very funny, a lot of it comes from the individual, there's there's less back and forth. Whereas a lot of the conversation, a lot of the quotes between Seth Rowan and Catherine Hype while well, they're having an actual full dialogue. So I do think they actually play off against each other really quite well.
4: As uh, much as it, As
2: much as very unrealistic.
0: Yeah, for for kind of both the the reasons that the as Keena said, the group of friends in Nocturne actually are friends, and I think for um for a pair that obviously as we said shouldn't work, I think Rogan and uh, Heigel do actually work strangely well. So the fact that they've been able to form that, I'm going to put it down to them as good chemistry. I think. Catherine Highwood could herself.
1: She has played herself. She, she could have been big after this.
4: Sure she deserves yes, a slag in all.
1: Essentially, off. yeah, could be made fun of, and that she's willing to be in that kind of role. So, yeah, she's played herself. Sean, what's your pick?
3: Uh, Yeah, my pick's knocked out, and my reason is mainly on the strength of Catherine Heigl and Seth Rogen. I think they do have quite good chemistry. And um, you could add the mates in to it as well. I think they match quite well, but in general, it's because of those two.
1: So, it's closed out uh, six four win for Old School with two draws in there. I mean. So if, <laughs> um, if TK had remained cut out while we were talking about uh, the bigger impact, could have stolen that. So <laughs> could have done with, I should have asked Scott to cut the internet, maybe. <laughs>
4: uh, you've, that...
1: got, you've got four for that, <laughs> <laughs> that. That was quite nice, actually, being able to click the... Um, Last one on the bracket to see the second round completely filled out. So I'll quickly run th- through them once we've done our kind of talking points. So real star of the film for old school, we've said that Will Ferrell kind of steals the limelight for as good as Vince Thorne is. Um, Will Ferrell is the guy you kind of leave the cinema talking about. Mm. Knocked up? Would would you say it's um, Seth Rogen or Katherine Heigl? Poor Rod.
2: Okay.
3: <laughs> uh, I'd go Katherine Catherine
2: Heigl. Yeah, I would as well.
1: She really has played herself. Maybe we can get her on the podcast to discuss it. And that, would be,
2: that would be quite <laughs> something. Yeah. I think I think that would be another example. It's worth trying. I don't know if she uses Instagram as always. I don't or anything, but shoot your shot.
0: We could get some sort of exclusive out of her. Mm. If, if you could recast
1: one role, who would it be? Alan
3: Wilson as Mitch.
1: Four. for for
3: for, for Mitch in uh, yeah in um, In old school in old school yeah when I was watching it as well I feel like the the actor sounds almost sounds like
0: um I'm I'm glad you said it there's a couple of times where if you looked away there was a couple of sentences he says where it sounded like Owen Wilson yeah normally if it's a new scene he's the first one to speak you heard it a couple of times I was like hang on
3: so that's an even more reason why they should have just made it easier and put him in it. <laughs> so
0: uh,
3: yeah, that was the only one I could think of when I was watching.
1: I think we take we take out um Luke Wilson as we said. I think he's going to have a rough deal here. Um, <laughs> two suggestions. First one being um Joseph Gordon Levitt. Nice. Okay. Um, my other suggestion would have been um
0: Freddie Prinze Jr.
2: Bit young. You smile, but I, I get where you're coming from.
0: It's a rogue pick, but I don't mind it. No, Justin, looks a
2: bit too cool.
0: Shout out,
3: shout out yeah. to his boldest friend in Scooby
1: Doo. Yeah, yep. Yeah. There's only five years difference between him and Lou Wilson. Just have a little, little look. Did Freddie Prince
0: Jr. is to follow the pod,
1: um, he did briefly. I don't know what we did to make him unfollow, and he actually <laughs> retweeted a few articles as well. Ha <laughs> ha! get
0: him on. But that's class.
1: Well, surely unfollowed, so there was obviously something he didn't like.
3: <laughs> yeah, but I say, I say drop him the message again. We
1: can reel them back in. There we go.
0: Um, TK Java recasting? Owen Wilson was, in my mind, uh, maybe uh, somewhat predictably. Any in your head, Keenan? Um, no, not overly. I think Paul
2: Rudd and Leslie Mann are very good together. Catherine Igel, obviously, I think she's the real star of the film. <clears throat> but I don't... To play that... I... I don't, think you, I don't think there's anyone, <clears throat> the role in itself. I think they basically, they must have had Seth Rogen in mind as they were writing it, because he's just perfect for it, isn't he? Put me prime Adam Sandler in that role. What, instead of Rogen?
1: Yeah, when she yeah. wants to kick him out of the car
2: and he gives it his classic, she a... up. <laughs> um. Yeah, fair. I, I, but There's not a lot I'd do with old school.
1: And if you add Vince Vaughn and Owen Wilson, does the movie improve? Does it improve Knocked Up?
2: Well, I don't know where they go. Maybe Owen we Wilson. Gonna get them? They could be the, the TV producers and you stuff to ice Kristen Wiig. <laughs> yeah, I
1: suppose so, <laughs>
2: for a little, little cameo.
1: Or have them doing Cirque du Soleil. What? <laughs> work Hold with me, Akeena, Work with me.
2: I try my hardest <laughs> every week. Old school, <laughs> through. You don't have to be so... Uh, combative, combative anymore yeah Um, I'm not I just don't what are you going to do
0: have Owen Wilson jumping from pole to pole yeah. you just both have the word combative in your head by the way what are the odds of that uh, yeah
4: <laughs>
0: great minds as they say
1: yeah. Keenan's going to finish this podcast he's not going to bother with the Champions League he's going to stick it up on it's oh, charmed yeah. It
2: will be a very long time if it would have gone through in the second round not only would I have been annoyed because it would have been a travesty it would have meant I'd have had to watch it again <laughs> soon.
1: Hey, imagine that and Bridesmaids in the second round. That would have been a long week. It's a four-hour stretch and i back.
2: Yeah, I wouldn't be doing more that back-to-back. Back. It's more than four hours. It's closer to five. <laughs> I, say, wouldn't, actually, yeah, the problem, yeah. I wouldn't be doing that back-to-back, back, I can tell you.
4: <laughs>
1: um, so that, that, that rounds us up. As I said, we have... South Park movie against Four Lions for next week. Um, be my first time seeing Four Lions, so there's that. Bayern has just gone a goal up, Nabury scored a peach. Um, has everyone else seen both films before?
2: What was it, Four Lions and South Park movie?
1: Yeah, I have, yeah. I haven't
3: seen I... South Park movie.
1: I have a feeling you're going to see that. I have a feeling you'll have heard this, two of the songs. Yeah. I'm bringing a musical. Wh- wh- all the different kinds of comedy in there, and I'm supplying a musical as well. It's changing the game here. <laughs> I'm gonna really if... enjoy.
3: I'm gonna really enjoy rewatching Four Lines. I think.
1: Earlier in the week, you described it as just all right. So <laughs> per- you've perked up.
3: No, I didn't. You did. No, oh, I bloody didn't. When
1: TK said it, you said, "Yeah, all right, Phil." <laughs> what?
3: <laughs> <laughs> I hadn't seen you in person to say that.
0: No, it was in the WhatsApp. I'm pretty sure the only thing I've seen him write is a great film. I'm pretty sure it's the only thing I've seen him say on it.
3: Yeah.
2: I, I told you I told you it was an alright film when you text me about it. There Tina's is. not a fan. No, it's not. It's, it's alright. I'll, it, I'll, I'll watch it before I watch Knocked Up. Even if <laughs> I... Like, not just for the pod.
4: Stop being <laughs> <is> so disrespectful. <laughs> <laughs> I
2: only said that, really, just to get a rise out of you. Just to um, hear There was a couple of... This wildcard round, I've, I actually really liked, but there was quite a few that I could have I chosen. I sort of regret not getting you to watch Groves Point Blank, but we'll move on from that.
1: <laughs> so I'll run us through the second round, now that the first round has been completed, and off-recording, we'll, we'll agree before next week which film is going to have to go up against the wildcard round in the uh, playoffs. So round two, Sex Drive versus Superbad. American Pie versus Project X. That's huge. That's my boy versus Tropic Thunder.
2: I'm glad those two have got grouped together. That's my boy yep. can be the uh, Dark Horse. <laughs> but yeah, it can against Tropic Thunder, but there's a few films in there where it gets absolutely pieced.
0: It, yeah, it's going to be one of those romantic cut runs, but when it does come yeah. to an end, it's going to be horrible.
2: <laughs> it's going to be. It's going to be. It will be coming from the qualifying rounds, and then suddenly you get a nice away day at a Premier League stadium, and then you find out what it's all about.
0: A nice day out for him. Yeah.
2: Dumb and Dumber against Anchorman.
0: <laughs> wow! Bloodbath. What a star matchup.
1: Harold and Kumar versus Step Brothers.
4: Mm-hmm.
1: Wedding crashes versus Game Night. The Hangover versus
4: Dodgeball.
1: Oh! Scary movie versus Old School. We could have a Wedding Crashes Step Brothers third round. So
2: it's Wedding Crashes. So there
1: you go. But. That does just about do us for this week. A nice
2: nice little draw in the, I like it in the second round.
1: We've got our two wild cards to get into. So as soon as that's done, we're running through the second round. And then we do need to have a little uh, meeting together to determine which genre is going to be there for season two as well. So there we go. Plenty to get into. Hopefully you enjoyed the episode. Good night.